Uh, are we good? Mike? Very good? Just very good? Okay, fair enough. Look, the guy doesn't give me something to... He's a harsh taskmaster with Mike. Mike does not suffer fools. Uh, gladly, is that the saying? Oh, all right, enough about Mike. I gotta... This might be the final show, actually. I feel like we maybe fulfilled our mission and check online to see some of these things for sale. I'll even initial them. I'll initial the soundboard. No! We're just beginning. And guys, tonight we have an exciting best show for you. We're going to have Yola Tango in the studio. Going to have AP Mike is here. The whole gang's here. It's going to be a good, old-fashioned time. So you and your family, you sit around the laptop, right? Come on, kids, let's sit around the laptop and listen to the show while Daddy... uh, Asks a few questions on this AMA. I want to ask Gavin McLeod some questions. He's doing an AMA. Did, did, did Gavin McLeod ever do and ask ask me anything? Mike, can we get an answer to that? Did Gavin McLeod ever do a Reddit AMA? Uh, well, I know you're not sure. I'm thinking go to the people and get some answers. In the meantime, my friends, the best show will now begin now.
sometimes you have to yell at the turntable like that. Ugh, guys, gals, youngsters, old timers, patriots. What? What's the what? Infidels? What? America haters. One thing has gathered us all here tonight, and that's the best show. And this is the best show. My name is Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the best show. We've got an exciting program lined up for you tonight. We have Yola Tango. We're going to be live here talking, telling us all about things that are going on. Things like what? Like their new album, which is called Stuff Like That There. What do you think of that song, Mike? Will you, you hear that song? Oh, you liked it, huh? You liked it. You, you're not going to, uh, I, I would love to see you start trashing it with them sitting right out there. Not that you would trash it, but what if you were just like, man, not for me. And then you're sitting out there with them. No, you're not that guy. I don't know why you get the rep for being that guy. It is crazy. The message has been changed on AP Mike. The narrative. The narrative is, is, is off target. The name of the album, stuff like that there. Right? Is that it? Yes. I think so. I don't know. We just heard from that, which is not out yet. That was a uh, best show exclusive. We got to get a best show exclusive, like right? You should get a guy to do that. Best show exclusive, and just blast it over like it, so that nobody can actually enjoy the song. Best show exclusive. We heard automatic doom. And we will talk to the members of Yola Tango about the new album and we'll get the, we'll get the lowdown shortly. Before that, we heard Don Muro. Don Muro, uh, there's an album called, uh, Sue Francis et Ecstasis de June Amour. I don't know what that means. But it's on the Flannel Graph record label. It's a great uh, collection of stuff from between uh, 69 and 74. And we heard a song called Getting Closer. It's a really great record. Before that, Nick Diamonds. You know him from Islands and Unicorns. His solo record, uh, City of Quartz. We heard Love is Stranger. That comes out later this month. And starting us off, Kinski from their album, which just came out today. What is this, a new release uh, Tuesday? Heavy Duty, man. Detroit Trickle Down, the name of that song. From their new album, 7 or 8, on the Kill Rock Stars label. That's a really great... Uh, that was really awesome. I'm being told, Mike is telling me a celebrity is on the line to forego everything else I was talking about to get to the celebrity who's waiting to speak to me 
Uh, Besho, you're on the air. Uh, shark lane. Oh, I know who this is. <laughs> wow. This, for people who don't know, there's a guy named Spike who, who used to call the show when it was on WFMU, and uh, he was a regular caller, a little too regular, some might say. Not me. Look, some tired of his, what they called, limited palate. Some complained he only spoke of horror movies and doo-wop music and the hatred of women. But I did not, it was not me. Some said that. I said, look, guys, you let him keep calling. He's not going anywhere. But then the show went away, and now it's back, and now Spike is back. How are you, Spike? Oh, I'm fine. I'm still elderly, but I'm fine. Nothing in that. Yeah, what do you think? You'd go backwards? Like, yeah, that's how it kind of works. You don't. Oh, I wish we, I wish we could go backwards. You wish you could pull like uh, Benjamin Buttons, right? Uh, something like that. Did you ever see that movie? No, actually, I know people who have. I personally never saw it. Wait, you know someone who's seen Benjamin Buttons? Yeah, they didn't like it. They didn't? No. Where'd they walk? Where'd they see it? Oh, in the movie theater. Okay. When it came out. Like third run? It's probably like, like when they see it, like a, two weeks ago? Like it's still in the theater? No. The eighth whatever run? Whatever year it came out, I don't remember what year it was, but whatever year it came out, they saw it then. Now, Spike, I don't know if you're aware the elephant in the room. We can talk about it, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You went from being... Uh, I, I mentioned you when, when uh, we were on the Seth Meyers show. Late Night with Seth Meyers. I mentioned you. Yes, I heard. I, I even saw it. You saw it? Where'd you watch that? On a library computer? Uh, Best Buy? Did you ask them? You pretended you were in the market for a laptop? And wanted to check out the video capability. Where did you watch it? Oh, at home. At home. Yeah, on the computer. When you saw, when, when you heard about that, what, what did you think? I did, found it interesting that I was mentioned on a uh, show, mm -hmm. a talk show. I never really watched because I don't stay up that late. Sure. Nothing like. Nothing like unbridled positivity. Mm -hmm. any, any more qualifiers you can throw on that? Look. Uh, it just sounded interesting that, um, you know, that uh, it, it was a big deal. Did you do a dance when you uh, saw that you were mentioned on a national program? I was intrigued. How jaded are you? You were intrigued. I think I'll I investigate just... further. Yeah, I'm I, I, listening. I, I mentioned you on TV. I went all the way out of my way. Look, admittedly, it was, uh, I was painting a portrait of a, a, a waking nightmare, but you were still mentioned. Yeah, I was mentioned, and then the next day I, I saw all these posts about me being mentioned, and that's mm. how I winded up seeing it. 
What was the TV show you thought you'd be first mentioned on? It was not Late Night with Seth Meyers. What was it? Cops? Uh, Orders? What show was it? I only watched Orders two or three times. You ever see that uh, show, Animal Cops? What a bum... Like, if you're going to call a show Animal Cops, it was like cops rescuing animals. I wanted to see a show where animals were cops. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've never seen that show personally, no. Okay, but you, maybe you have a friend who's seen it. Maybe maybe you have somewhere there's a friend who's seen it, huh? I don't know anybody that's ever seen it. Okay. For a change. What's new in the world of Spike? Let's. What's going on? Oh, the usual. Yeah, I'm still watching soap operas. Well, two is the main one. Yeah, there's none left, right? There's only four left. Only four. Let me see if I can name them. Passions, that's gone, right? I've only watched that show once, and yes, it is gone. As the World Turns is still on the air? No. No. General Hospital is still on the air. Yeah, General Hospital is one. Yeah, I got one. Days of Our Lives, still on the air. You got two. I got two. Give me give me a hint on the so we got General Hospital Days of Our Lives. Well, the other two are on CBS. The remaining two. Okay. Uh, two Broke Girls is that a that's not a soap opera, right? No, no. it's about two waitresses. Give me a hint. One of them has the word young in the title. Oh, that, 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 that's not a hint. That's half the title. One of the... Hmm. Jeepers. Let me see if I can... The Young and the Restless. That's right. You know how hints that's work, three. right? Yeah, that's three. Yeah. Well, I don't even want to ask you for a hint on the other one. You'll tell it to me. Let's, let's just say it has something to do with the fashion industry. Has something to do with the fashion industry. Hmm. Yeah. Pret a manger? Mm, no. It's not. You ever see that movie Pret a manger? Altman. You like Altman? I think I saw it once. But somebody, I was in somebody's house and they had it on. I'm questioning your. Your viewing habits. You think you saw a thing. You maybe has a friend who saw a thing. I don't know. Something something is a little off with you. Let me think. What could it be about the fashion industry? Port Charles. No, that was a spinoff of General Hospital, and that's been gone for 20 years. Dark Shadows. And that's gone back 50 years. Hider in the House? Is that a, is that a soap opera? What book was that again? Hider in the House? No, isn't that about Tiger Woods? Some reality show about Tiger Woods. You just one-upped my stupid question. You actually dismantled me on that one. I gotta give you credit on that. That was like uh, uh, Mayweather and Pacquiao. Yeah, yes, I heard about that fight. It lasted two minutes. Well, it lasted more than two minutes. It was just, I think it was just boring. 
Oh, that's why I don't watch sporting events. That's why? That's, what do you say, me and you? What about me and you go to a baseball game? How about that? No, I don't go to sporting events. No, we'll go. We'll just go. Two dudes hanging out in the Bronx. Right? Take me out to the ball game. Right? No? No? No, I don't. Sporting events, no. No? I I don't do sporting events. What could we go to together, though? Because, look, we got to either... This is what I was thinking, my friend. And I call you my friend. I mean it. We're friends. You and me, what about this? I get a, I get two microphones and a portable recorder. I meet you somewhere. We do just a one-on-one interview. Not on the air. We do it just in private. And you give me the lowdown. Every dirty detail of everything. What I've already done that. Wait, when did you do that? On the air. No, this would All be, right. this would be the real stuff. Well, I always give you the real you stuff. You tell me where the bodies are buried. Oh, no, the, the bodies are buried. Yeah. But what could we go to together? If we wanted to start hanging out, should we go to like, uh, like Joe's pub? Where could we go? I don't know. I have to think about that one. Should we go see Bridget Everett live? Mm, no. No? Okay. What if we see the guy who did the Charlie perfume commercial? Remember that guy? Jazz piano? He's dead. He's dead? What yeah, was his he's name? He's dead for 20 years. What was his name? Uh, Bobby Short. He was, he's been dead for 20 years. Oh, boy. I better... See about getting a refund on these tickets and StubHub should guarantee these, right? I bought them off StubHub for you and me. Front row. An evening with the guy who did the Charlie perfume commercial. That's what it says on the tickets. Somebody on the chat, somebody on the chat said, what if me and you start hanging out? We drive around like those two dudes in that Sonic commercial, right? We just start driving around going to Sonic's. What do you think about that? Think about that one. What can we do? Sonic. We gotta, we gotta figure something out. Karaoke? Would you do karaoke? Mm, no. Why not? I, I don't sing. You don't sing? Well, then they do a different, do like a Neil Diamond song or something. He talks, sings, right? I don't know. Then what can we do? Tell me something we could do together. I have to think about that one. I oh. can't think of anything right now. I'm old. Well, Spike. My mind doesn't work as, as good as it used to. I'm going to tell you this, Spike. Please keep calling. You know you know, I miss you, buddy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see that. Oh, I don't like this balance, this shift of power. I'm not crazy about, but it, I'll acknowledge it. You're in charge. I'm not. Yeah. Do me a solid and keep calling, okay, buddy? Uh huh. Okay. Okay, you're done. Goodbye. Oh boy. Wow. All right. A couple minutes will bring Yola Tango in, but I told you this. 
I mentioned it on the uh, the email. We send the Best Show email out every Tuesday. And if you're not getting it, you go to uh, thebestshow.net. You sign up for the list. You'll get sent a, a fun email every Tuesday telling you what's up. Like tonight, they'll tell you the hashtag. They'll tell you the hashtag. The hashtag for tonight's show is Best Show La Tango. Get it? Marsha came up with that. That was Marsha came up with that. Very good. Thank you, Marsha. Best show, you're on the air. Hi there. My name is Charlie Morgan. I was calling in to uh, add to the uh, dispute, if there still is one, about who is playing Thomas Pynchon or who does Thomas Pynchon appear in Inherent Vice. He does not, and the uh, the person, um, the doctor, getting impatient with the lady with the shaky hand trying to serve uh, soup, that was me. That was you. I, yes, and I, I appeared earlier in, in a short clip in the uh, the Master, and I'm a friend of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's, and it's been great. But uh, I have not had the pleasure of meeting Thomas Pynchon. I, I wish that I would someday. You're gonna love him. And he doesn't appear in the movie. Not at all? No, he does not. That's There's a red no herring. Thomas Benson cameo. That's a red herring, so he did not appear at all. No, that, not at all. But how would you know? Well, because I talked to Paul Anderson about it. Uh-huh. It was Paul Anderson who told me that there was this confusion about me possibly being him. Look, I'm going to need to talk to you a lot more. Seriously, but tonight's unfortunately we have a full show. Not unfortunately, fortunately we do. All right. The other thing I wanted to add, and we can talk about it later. I I, I got the impression I knew you had an actress coming on. I figured it was not going to be a good night. But also, my dad was Harry Morgan, and I'm very proud of him. Hold on a minute. And I want to know what's up with my daughter's telling me that you guys have called for MASH to be taken off the air. No, 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 that's not true at all. I want to know what's up with that. Not true at all. This is, I'll tell you the story. First of all, I'm going to just say uh, my apologies to Yola Tango. You've been bumped tonight by uh, (laughs) Harry Morgan's son. No, no. We we will reschedule them at a later date. Uh, But everybody sit back and get ready for two hours and 20 minutes of a conversation I've been waiting to have for my entire life. Now, sir, what was your name again? I'm so sorry. My name is Charlie Morgan. Charlie Morgan. C-H-A-R-L-E-Y. Okay. Well, the thing is, and I'll tell I'm going to give it to you straight. Please. I will. Some of these listeners, and look, the people who listen to the show, on the whole, they're, it's a good sort. Good people. Yeah. Uh, um, you know. What a lot of you showbiz types call flyover country, this is where those people are from. Those Not, are good people. They are good people. Heartland. Farmers. Yeah, yeah. Truck drivers. Toll booth operators. You know, where would the country be without that them, right? You know what I mean? I, I agree, absolutely. But amongst that group of people is a very sad, cynical lot of... Uh, and they... There was this movement that started. This caller called, and he was like, we got to delete MASH. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, delete it. Like, what do you mean, delete MASH? And he was like, we've seen too much of it. Delete it. And I'm like, no, first of all, you can't delete it. That's a, an imp- impossibility. Right? <laughs> I can- hope, yeah. I, mean, I get you. I know why you, you don't want MASH going away, right? 
I, no, I, I don't want to go in the way, but I think it, it has a lot of positive attributes. One of them is, you know, I have a couple of friends from Mexico who've been up here trying to learn English like crazy, and mm-hmm. they are they watch Smash as in a dubbed version in Mexico, and now they're up here trying to improve their English. And there's a lot of intelligent dialogue that goes on in that show. It's a great, and I think for American kids as well, it, it kind of stretches your. You know, your vocabulary and your ability to think coherently. To play devil's advocate, though, Charlie, now you are going to have a fair amount of people, uh, of, of, uh, immigrants walking around doing, uh, uh, Groucho Marx impressions. <laughs> right? And saying horse know. hockey. I, you, you, you know, I'm in California. There's about 80% of the people that, that are immigrants here are either Mexican or Central American. They don't specialize in Groucho Marx stuff. You've clearly done voice work. You've done voice work in your life, have you not, Charlie? I have. You have an amazing voice. Thank you. What type of uh, of voice work have you done? Have you ever said, like, "Well, I never"? Have you ever said that in a in a in a VO job when you're in the booth? No, you know, the voice work I've done has been in connection with movies. I did some voices in Lincoln. And I also appeared as an extra in Lincoln. Lincoln? Yeah, the Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, I didn't see that. You didn't? Are you kidding? Nah. One of the best movies ever. You learn, learn a lot about Lincoln watching that movie. Look, I know how it ends. That's all I got to say. You yeah, know what I mean? for sure. You watch a movie like that? The problem I have, Charlie, I watch a movie like that, all I see is everyone's dead. That's all I see. They're all dead. Why bother? Well, come on, there's some lead-up to that, and there's some inspiration for the the living that come out of events, even though the people died. Don't you ever like a new movie, though, you know what I mean? Like a, like kind of like a skateboard flick, you know? The stuff kids you know, that's are into. that's not really my, my deal. I, I'm a grandfather. I did try to show my, my children the proper way to maneuver a, a skateboard. I had a couple of glasses of wine, and uh, it was a quick trip to St. John's Hospital. Uh-oh. What happened? And I was very embarrassed. You didn't get hurt, hurt. Said, uh, the doctor said, uh, you know, you think you're bad off. Wait till you see the grandpas that are in here trying to do the same thing you did. Well, now I'm a grandpa, so uh-huh. skateboarding is, you know, even further in the past. It, was, it wasn't in the past for me. I mean, skateboarding happened afterwards. I was already an adult. Now, Char- Charlie... Mr. Morgan, I'm going to call you Mr. Morgan. I, I have not you earned the right. Charlie, if you oh, want. Okay, fair enough. I'll call you Charlie. I would like to speak to you more on a, on a future program, but tonight I have to get to my guests. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Am I talking? Are you Thomas? I am Thomas. Yes. Golly, my uh, my daughter Catherine Hatch, Catherine Morgan Hatch, speaks so fondly of you. She says you're a very nice person. And you still manage to maintain a, an entertaining show without being rude to people. Well, sometimes, sometimes you can pull it off. You know, it's a tightrope act. You know, you look <laughs> at the sure. you look at the culture a lot. You got a lot of rude rude people out there. It's yeah, either either sure. you're either you're 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 funny but you're rude, or you're interesting, but you're bo- wait no I got it wrong. Either you're funny or you're rude or you're polite but boring. Yeah, but you can also be rude and be boring. I mean, I've, I've had well, that's that true, too. You should yeah. see the guy who screens calls for me. <laughs> 
Well, listen, Thomas, can we uh, schedule a time, or do you want to get back to me? I can give you, you want... my contact. Well, I'm going to tell you this, sir, Mr. Morgan. And I'm going to go back to calling you Mr. Morgan. Jesus. Yes, please. How, 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 look, I don't want you to give your details out over the, over the air, but uh, is, are you on uh, social media by any chance? I'm not really. I mean, I, I do have a Facebook thing, but I never go to it. Okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's got to be a way. Mike, but, but, I'm, you know, it's I'm, there and I can go if I need to. Sir, I'm going to put you on hold and uh, uh, Mike can get your contact information. How about that? We'll try that. Terrific. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, sir. Okay, Mike, can you see if you get his info? I'd like to bring my guests in if that was at all possible, if they are here. Um, if what's that now? It's locked. Okay, how about now? There we go. Oh, Charlie Morgan. What do you think about that? Can we get a Pat? Hun, can you grab a third chair? This is not, this is not, uh. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. It's not the happy flowers. It's yellow tango. There's three of them. It's not Mr. Airplane Man. I'm teasing. I don't know why I'm... Well, Pat's been working so hard here all night and the first thing I do is just take shots at him. Why? He can call back. Look, I'm hanging up. I just hung up on him. Look, do I really want to talk to that guy again? Honestly. Seems like a nice enough guy. Charlie, yes. Charlie Morgan. That was amazing. It's a... Oh, I think there's a mic. There's that one there. Then there's a third one there. And there's a second one there. Look at that. It is exciting to welcome to the studio. Thank you, Pat. Yola Tango, we have uh, Ira Kaplan, frontman. Not frontman, fuck, it's like it's... <laughs> Gigantic Harry Morgan fan. Giant, yeah, your mind was blown there, right? Uh, slightly. He sounded like... Yeah, oh. You can't do it? Mm. You don't have to do it. We're not playing. I'm not going to... I'm not going to sandbag you and play, like, sound effects. And you're wrapped in the headphones. You've been in the studio before. How is this happening? It's like the first time you've ever seen headphones, Georgia. It's like you've you've made 19 albums. And you, I'm assuming you had to wear headphones at some point during them. I think you're going to have to go way up on that mic. You're going to have to go... Here I am. Rollins style, oh all God. the way up. Okay. And don't sweat through the mic either, the way Rollins did. We only, we don't have replacement mics like he <laughs> has. Nice and we have Ira and Georgia and James. How are you? Good, Tom. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for coming down. This is so exciting. Man, to thank, have you thanks, here. For, thanks for having us out. The place is amazing. Oh, thank you. And this is the uh, 
This is, who have we had here? We've had uh, Julie Klausner came down and uh, Yola Tango. It's a short list. <laughs> I'll take that. So, you guys, and guys, I mean, is a you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Way up on it. Okay, on. sorry. There we sorry. go. <laughs> There's a new Yola Tango album coming out, which the word just hit the streets on that this morning, right? Yes. Nodding doesn't help on yes. the radio, James. <laughs> Today. I know. Tuesday, the 2nd of June. Yes. And the album is called Stuff Like That There. But nodding doesn't help on the radio. <laughs> oh! We'll correct you when you're wrong. <laughs> yes. Okay. never okay. nods. Oh, so, so it's... He's nodding all the time. It's one of those yeah. interviews. They're <laughs> just like, okay, they haven't... I think... I th- I, I'm still... I'm still kind of reeling from that the, the spike call so as you're speaking i was like go on i'm interested yes he was so withholding to me on that have you ever like he was like you talked you talked about him on national yeah. tv we had four and a half minutes and i gave, <laughs> and, yeah. I gave one of them up to him oh my god <laughs> he was what a but he was so entitled on that call. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Get mentioned on TV. I'm intrigued. Go on. Like, oh, jeepers. Maybe we can, how, what, like, what, like a used car salesman. Like, what, what, what's it going to take to get you to care about this thing, sir? No, he did not give it up well, on that what call. What song did you, uh, recommend singing? Together? No, maybe not together. I don't think I Neil can. Diamond. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he yeah. could do. He could do like the Karaoke. talk singing, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Atlantis. He could do Atlantis, right? Oh, yeah. Picture him doing Atlantis, right? Open letter to my teenage son. <laughs> the the Americans, a Canadian's opinion. You ever hear that record? No. What is it's that? It's one of the weirdest records ever. Where it's like it's like early seventies. It's some dude who's like, I am a Canadian. Like one of those like. Like, that's the background music, and he's just like, as a Canadian, my brothers to the south have really taken it on the chin lately. And he's like, I'm sick of seeing America get kicked around like this. Like, it's like one of those angry talking records that those don't exist anymore. Hey, uh, Pat, could you throw the air on a little bit in here? Thank you. See, this guy Pat is doing everything tonight. How do you pronounce? Is it Desiderata? Is that what Les Crane? Desiderata. What is that now? That was the thing that they mocked in uh, Lemmings. They turned it into that you were a fluke uh-huh. of the universe was in Lemmings, and it was. Uh, it was. I, I don't know. It, it's that's what it's spelled like. That may, it's probably what it's called. Okay. You know that is that Lemmings the National Lampoon? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. Yeah, I was not into that. I don't know. National Lampoon never Chevy did it Chase for really. No, not the not funny. Uh, no, no, it was from National Lampoon Lemmings. The Lemmings, sure. I never, yeah. I never. You know the problem is it John never. Belushi. It didn't translate when you like. It's like you hear an album and you're just like. It's like when you listen to like a Steve Martin album, and all of a sudden it's just like. He moves. He's clearly doing something, and you hear all this roar of laughter. Yeah. It's like oh, this isn't translating. Those National Lampoon albums felt like nothing but that to me. Like those cast albums of 
those things? No? Am it's I just, alone? No, it's, just, it's, it's like nodding. It's like the nodding of... <laughs> yes. So for what I'm... When I listen to in the room, it's yeah. killing. I saw, the, I saw, I, yeah, I Did saw it live. It? I saw it uh, at what is now Le Poisson Rouge. Uh, oh, there's actually a show going up. No, no, no. That, no. Though, the vill- the vill- it was at the I Village do not Gate. Know what was, you're talking about? <laughs> after after Lightning Bolt a couple weeks ago, <laughs> yeah, they moved it out, it move move everybody back from Lemmings, yeah, but right, makes, move them right back in. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw that? That was the final of those live shows they had. Like they yeah. mounted, and in fact, I saw the final one of the of <laughs> the final performance of National Lampoon Lemmings, and that's then they all got cherry picked and uh, over to SNL. I think they actually went on tour. Then they were announcing they were going on tour. Okay, so it must have been. Uh, but yes, Chevy Chase, John Belushi, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Guest was no longer in the cast when I saw it. He had mm-hmm. moved on. But that's awesome. But then you had the complete experience. Yes. See, that's what it feels like with. This is what I think I'll never appreciate, like, jazz the way, like, people appreciate jazz. When you think about, like, if you went and saw, like, John Coltrane, it would be, like, the most deafening thing you've ever heard, right? You know what I mean? Like, you got, like, you're, like, you're missing the force of what it was when it's only on record. Like, if you were seeing him live, that must have been, like, must have been like and punched in the face with a saxophone because <laughs> like, it was probably so probably loud. exactly like that yeah right yeah. just imagine what it would have been like to sit there your chest would have been vibrating with the the sound waves does that does, you know what i mean you know what it's like to feel like why can't i go all the way with appreciating something you know what that's like it's just like you try and you try and you can't get there that's what it's like with the grateful dead i've tried <laughs> I have not. No, I'm totally, I have totally tried. Oh, oh no. No. All right. You two out. We're going to finish this. No, 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 no I, I have totally tried. I have totally tried. Okay. Everybody, listen to Anthem of the Sun, the remixed version. This is the one that didn't, this is a different mix. Fine. I'll hear. Listen to it. Sounds like a bad birds record. Right? Sound like the birds if they all played and nobody talked to each other about when to stop playing. If they were all like in separate sound booths and the birds all started playing, guess what song we're all going to play? And they all guessed and half of them guessed one song and the other half guessed a different one. And, and you're then, telling me that doesn't sound good, even as you're saying <laughs> I know. It. No, I'm saying that's what, I wish it sounded like that. <laughs> so this album that's coming out, stuff like that there. This album is like a. This is you. You had an album, fake book, fake book, not fake. Almost said Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Do you right. deal with that a lot now? Um, we're going to. I like your album, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, your album, fake book, was that was like how long ago was that? Like almost like twenty years at this point. Twenty five years. Oh my goodness, that's crazy, and that was. You, you guys stripping it down, right? Yes. And doing a bunch of cover songs that, that were meaningful to you. Uh, we did a bunch of covers. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them, they were songs we, we've tried to unsuccessfully argue against how meaningful the songs necessarily were. We thought we played them nicely. Okay. They weren't necessarily, uh, you know, a tribute to our favorite songs sure so they were they were songs that you felt you could interpret in in a in an interesting way nod 
<laughs> That's a nod. I'll take it. Woo! Hey, Mike. I got a nod on that one. Mark that down. <laughs> Ira gave me a nod. So, and now this is some version of revisiting that. Yeah, it's 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 probably exactly a version of revisiting it. Uh, okay. We got Dave Schram to play guitar the way he did on the on Fake Book. Gene Holder recorded the record. He recorded Fake Book, and uh, James made the. Uh, Her- Herculean, whatever that is, Herculean, 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 Herculean uh, effort to learn the upright bass. So wh- that was Al Greller played it on Facebook, and James plays it on stuff like that. There. Wow! So you took it on. I did the stand-up bass. The stand-up bass. The giant. The thing you got to lug everywhere. Uh, yeah, it it was a uh, in in many ways a. Uh, a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. And what was that first time you're just like, yeah? Why did I say <laughs> that uh, that sounded like a good idea? What was the first moment when you realized that? Before you even took possession yeah. of it. Yeah. Before I even <laughs> took possession of it. As we were as we were trying to get it out of Logan Airport. Yes. It's it's kind of <laughs> yeah. as, as as the way the way I think about it is it's it's kind of like buying a boat. Okay. And it's like. I bought a boat. This is great. It's like now I got to find a place to keep the boat, and yeah. then you got to get boat stuff, yeah. and you it get a, boat, a, a road case for the boat. Yeah, and a road. Yeah, got to put a got to put the boat in a in a case of some kind if you want to take it anywhere. And and because uh, I just want to play the songs. Yeah, once in a while. What am I yeah. doing? Yeah. It's like frets are the elect- I totally get why the electric bass was invented. It's a great idea. It's it's a it's the perfect size. It goes like right here in front of you. You just put uh-huh. it over your shoulder, and it's got like dots and lines yeah, to tell you exactly uh-huh. where the notes uh-huh. are and stuff. It's like, man, I you don't you don't uh, you don't you don't miss them until they're gone. When we go on tour, you should we should put the the, the upright bass behind us and just play the electric bass. <laughs> that would be really. That's not or I could yeah. That's that's not a bad idea. I uh, I'm being told. That there is some a caller here that I should take this call. Oh, it's gone. My, my what I was told, I have been untold that. So when does the album come out? August twenty eighth. August twenty eighth, and this is. Uh, are you going to do a big tour for it? We are. We're going to go. Uh, Dave is going to go on tour with us. We James is still. Undecided whether he'll just put the bass on stage and play electric bass or play upright bass, but mm-hmm. yes, we're going to play uh, a little bit, not not a large tour, but uh, mm-hmm. we are. And when you put this album together, stuff like that there, which is on Matador, yes, yes, it comes at the end of August. People can pre-order it now. Can they pre-order it? I believe so. I believe they can. And by the way, I'm going to take as a sidebar. I just have to tell the people listening to the show this. Sharpling and Worcester. We did live shows in New York. Four shows at the Bell House. Four sold-out shows at the Bell House. We did a show in Chicago. Sold-out show. We're doing more shows. I'm going to tell you those dates in a couple. Minutes. Four cities. We're going to announce four cities tonight in which we will be performing. 
So, yes, the album comes out end of August. When you're putting it together, track-wise, did you approach it differently knowing that you had than you had done the last time 25 years ago? Did we approach it differently than we approached the last one? A little yeah. bit. Uh, the last one was maybe entirely comprised of songs we already knew. In, in the late 80s, George and I used to go to radio stations, college radio stations, and bring a guitar to, uh, so as soon as the interview hit a dead spot, which was typically seconds after we arrived, we could, <laughs> instead of, uh, answering the question of what city, we actually had the experience of walking down the street in Iowa City once, overhearing the people in front of us making fun of us for the lame interview we had just <laughs> concluded doing. And they weren't wrong. So, uh, we got into the habit of bringing a guitar with us and, Georgia would sing and I would mm-hmm. sing. And so we had a, a long list of songs that we did that way. And Fake Book was almost entirely drawn from those songs. This time, we still had a, a, a lot of songs that we played in the last 25 years, but maybe half of them were things that we decided to learn for this record. We, mm-hmm. we didn't. So that was different. Now I'm being told to go to the phones that somebody has a question for you here. Oh, good. On the best show. You're on the air. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hi. Who is this? This is uh, super fan Billy. Uh, I'm originally from Newbridge. Um, okay. I used, I used to see YLT uh, all the time back in the tri-state area, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, I ended up having to move to outer upper Alaska. Okay. For for reasons I cannot and will not get into on a family CB radio show, unfortunately. Uh huh. Well, it's not a CB radio show, a Billy. Sure, it is. <laughs> you don't have to say that. Oh, that, well, look, it, it's not. But what what was the purpose of the call? Oh wait, hang on. Crap! I have to let my dog out. You okay. got to tinkle really bad. Uh huh. Tinkle. Got to squeeze it up pretty bad. Hold your horses, Private Doberman. I'm coming. Uh-huh. What's the name of your dog? Private Doberman. Private Doberman. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a funny name for a dog. You don't get it? No. We get it. You run a family CB radio <sighs> show, and you don't know what Private Doberman is in reference uh-huh. to? What just uh, it's, uh, Ira said he knows what it is. What is it, Billy? I hope he does. Well, it, it's Yola Tango's track on the luxury condos call. You Yola dummy. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, it, it's also the comp that gave us Gut Bank and Mr. Bonus. It gave yes. Hello. It Hello. Yes. No. Everybody's here, and Yola Tango are here in studio. Actually. <gasps> you didn't oh wait. You didn't know that. No! You, you, so you were just calling to talk about Yola Tango. You didn't know they were here. No! Oh, well, guess what? They are here. What a bountiful night this is, Tom. It is a bountiful night. It's quite bountiful, would you not say? I would say it's very bountiful. Okay, well, look, I have a question for Ira. Okay. Okay, Ira, hello, I'm a huge fan. Uh, hi. Here's a question. 
you used a very different singing style on um, The Way Some People Die in Five Years. And I was wondering if you would ever or could ever go back to that style. No, those songs were sung by Dave Schramm, who played lead guitar on that album, Ride the Tiger. Uh, no, I didn't wow. sing those songs. Oh, well, this is quite embarrassing for moi. That's French for me. Uh-huh. So, yeah, well, so that, that was the answer for your question, Billy. Okay. Well, I have a second question. Oh, okay. Guys, um, do you think the Capo song will ever see the light of day? The, uh, I think it did. I think it did, actually. Uh, it did? Because I, I love the demo I heard on uh, YolaBoots.org. <laughs> YolaBoots.org? Uh-huh. You don't know about YolaBoots.org? I didn't, no. Uh, if uh, if memory serves, uh, the Capo song was our uh, working title for a song uh, for the song "Fog Over Frisco." So yes, it it saw the light of day. I didn't know that. What's it on? Uh, that is Yola Tango, and uh, Genius Plus Love equals Yola Tango. Oh, I have all of those. Oh no. What? Oh no! What? What happened, Billy? Oh, Dave! What? Mike. What happened? Conley, come here! Oh no, Booty, where'd you go? Wait, what's going on? Where's Amy? Oh, Billy, I think Billy! I, saw Wilbo, I think I saw Wilbo just run over there. Oh, what? What's oh, going on? What's going on, Billy? <laughs> yeah. This is a disaster. Private Doberman knocked over my ferret cage and all the ferrets scattered. Uh-huh. All your ferrets? Yes. You have a whole bunch of ferrets? I do. Oh, there's Wolf. Greller, come here. Wait, what What are all these names you're saying? They're the names I gave to my ferrets. Why? These Can you say, you keep instead of shouting them, can you just say the names of the ferrets? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, well there's uh, there's there's Dave Rick, uh, Mike Lewis, uh, Clint Conley, uh, Booty. Uh, I have one called Chris Stamey. I have one called Wilbo. Uh, who else? Uh, Vickers, Robert Vickers, of course. Uh, I have one named Tony Mamone. Uh, my my oldest one is Wolf Map. Um, I've got one called Tim Harris, and of course Al Greller. And what are, what are these names? Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, because I know some of those names. I mean, like, there are some I know Clint Conley and Chris Stamey and Dave Rick. I mean, those yeah. are people who've been associated with Yola Tango. Uh, duh. I named my ferris after the great men who manned the thug staff to the mighty wild team. Uh-huh. So, well, that's that's the strangest thing I've ever heard, is that you have a whole lot of ferrets, and they're yeah. all named after... Yola Tango bassist. People have done weirder things on mm-hmm. Earth, don't you think? Well, I'm sure, but that's it's up there. Um, you didn't. Do you have like I heard you named all those ferrets? Is there a ferret? Uh, a James McNew ferret? Are they okay? I can't find them. You can't. So they just scattered. They're scattered. They're scattered. Uh huh. Well, is there a James McNew ferret? Who? James McNew, who's the 
bassist in Yola Tango since what, like 1991? Yeah, right. Oh, oh, right. Yes. No. No. He, that guy's still on bass bation. Wait, <laughs> bass bation. What? What? What is bass bation? Bass probation. Why? <laughs> well, what is? I don't know what bass probation is. What is? What oh, is yeah. that? Oh well, bass probation is when a bassist is really good and well liked, also. But the other people in the band are kind of unsure if he or she will try to kill them in the middle of the night. So they don't fully commit to to, to actually having the person be on full time. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, Nate Mendel and uh, Peter Hughes are still on bass bassion to this day. Peter Hughes from the the Mountain Goats. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That the other guys in the Mountain Goats are worried that he's going to murder them? I think they are afraid that he's going to uh, smother them with his, his pocket squares. <laughs> okay, that's a fair yeah. concern, actually. And who's yeah. the other guy? Nate Mendel? Uh, Nate, yes, from uh, from the Foo Fighters. Uh, yes. The other guys are still uh, concerned that he holds his base too high. He does hold his base very high. Yeah. Like, that's like... That's like... Herman's Hermit's High, right? I think it is too. Yes, yeah. Like that's like the OC's high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Voodie held his high, but uh, you know, he had a certain uh, certain uh, strut that he did. A certain strut. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Billy. Mm. Mm. Hey. Yeah. I've got, I've got a couple more questions for the group, if I may. Sure. Let's. Let's. What do you got? Okay, well, my question is two-pronged. Okay. Two-pronged. First, um, I was curious if Gooseneck Problem would ever be turned into a musical or a play or a film. Okay, the, the song Gooseneck Problem. That song, yes. <laughs> would it ever be turned into, what, a musical? Yeah. Or a play? Or a play. Or a film. Or a film. Yeah. Uh, it's possible. We, we haven't... Not not currently, no current plans along those lines, but possibly. I can see why you would ask. Right. Well, it's got a great hook, and I think it tells a story that we can all relate to. Yeah. What's the second? What's that? I dropped my wallet. You dropped your wallet? Or the, is it near the ferrets by any chance? <laughs> I wish. Oh, wait, I'm under my bed now. I can kind of see. Okay. Oh, there's Stamey. I can see. Oh, yeah. Come here, guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, went further away. Billy, what was the second prong to this? Oh, the second prong of my question is, YLT, your biggest single uh, to ever chart on the Billboard chart was Barnaby Hardly Working. Um, I believe it made it to number 35 in 1989, edging out the Bee Gees' uh, then-current single, Girl, I Can't Believe You Told Me That Stuff, Bitch. Oh, and while, while I consider Barnaby too country for my tastes, the movie from which the song title comes is, in fact, my favorite film of all time. What's that? Your favorite film. George just asked what film. Hardly Working. Hardly, hardly Working? Yes. The That's the Jerry Lewis movie? That's his best movie. It's not his... It's, it's his last dumb movie. Right, it's like You're the last. I I believe it's his second second to last. Right, like after. Isn't there one more? Uh, like, we saw that one. We saw the 
With the King of Comedy? No, no that's no, a good no. movie. He made one more of it, one more uh, Jerry Lewis movie. Hell's after. a Poppin'? Oh, Blackpool Nights? <laughs> well, what was it? Blackpool Nights. Black, was it Blackpool Nights? There's yeah. another one. I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately. It was, oh. Well, I, well, any, I can't any, believe that's your favorite any, movie. Why wouldn't it be? I'll tell you, it, it's the movie that helped me get over the stuff I told you about that I, I, I couldn't tell you about at the beginning of the call. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's, um, and I'll tell you, I, I love the movie so much that I have a multi-panel tattoo on my back and upper and lower haunches of the scene where Jerry, a, a, as Barnaby, is waiting to start his first day on the job as a mailman. Wait, you, you have a tattoo of that <laughs> on your back? I sure do. Uh-huh. And, and, and also my upper and lower haunches. Your, um, okay, your upper and lower haunches. Yeah, it's really good. The first panel is Barnaby sitting down at the desk, and and the second panel is the postmaster reading his newspaper, and he's totally ignoring Barnaby. And and the third panel is Barnaby seeing the big box of Dunkin' Donuts on the postmaster's desk. And then the fourth panel is the postmaster continuing to ignore Barnaby. Uh-huh. And then... And then, and then the fifth panel. Yeah. It, it's Barnaby drooling over the box of donuts. <laughs> and, and then the sixth panel. This, this is where it starts on my upper haunches. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course. It, it's, it's the postmaster, and he's engrossed in the newspaper, but he's, he's flipping a page. And then the seventh panel. The seventh panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. It's Bar- It's Barnaby starting to run his finger around the perimeter of the box of donuts. Uh huh. <laughs> and then the eighth panel. It's the postmaster looking away from his newspaper to see Barnaby longingly touching a donut. <laughs> and then the ninth panel. Yeah. It's the, post- it's the postmaster asking Barnaby if he'd like a donut. Yeah. And then the tenth panel. This is where it's on my lower haunch. Yeah. It's Barnaby yelling, where are they? Wait, these, this, I cannot believe that you have ten panels yes. tattooed on you. I sure do. Uh-huh. And, and, and I, I, I want to see if um, Yola Tango can put me in touch with Jerry so I can get him to carve his uh, signature in my back with an exacto knife. <laughs> Is any connection to Jerry Lewis to, so that he could mutilate this guy further? I guess you could say mutilate him further. Hey, sadly no. For the last time. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Billy. I even I even had the opportunity to shake Gary Lewis's hand once and did not, unfortunately, get a contact for Jerry at that time. Or he, he didn't. You didn't ask him to do anything to you with an exacto knife, Gary Lewis, did you? Well, not. let's let's we'll, we'll say that for another time. The nod. Oh, maybe that's pretty good. Cool. Oh no! What? Oh my God, no! What? Is it staining? Straight out of science fiction. <laughs> oh my God! The ferrets have all jumped on Private Doberman's back, and they formed a disturbing mutant half ferret, half Doberman six tenths party. Machine doodle boop. Doodle? What is a doodle boop? Look, it's the only word that can accurately describe this creature, Tom. It's thick. I don't know what to tell you, Billy. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no. What? Oh, it's coming closer. Yeah. 
Wait, what was that? Oh my god. What? Oh, what? Wait, where are those horns coming from? Oh my god, the doodle boop has two horns. And there's no in my stackles. Oh, okay. Are you alright? He's gone. Oh my goodness. Well, how about that, huh? It has two horns. It had two horns. The doodle boop had two horns. The doodle boop had two horns. Hey, Mike. How you doing out there? Good. How many? How deep are you? Three. Three cores lights in. <laughs> That's a good night. What's that now? Am I worried? I'm always worried. Okay. So, the name of the album. Mixed Nuts? Could that be the last Jerry Lewis oh. movie? That might be. Is that like a Madeline Kahn? I picture Madeline oh. Kahn being in it. That feels right. But Hardly Working seems like the last one where he was pretending to be 19 years old mm-hmm. when he was like 65 and he's like pretending that he's just like like he should be all, by all rights starting to consider like retirement but he's like now trying to get his first job yeah big lollipop probably yeah. it's got like a like an oh that rusty kind of yeah vibe to it from uh SCTV, one of the all-time great characters. Let's see what people have to say here on the uh, on the on the on the Twitter. And you guys are on Twitter at uh, at uh, the real YLT. That's right. Do the three of you have the password? Who has the password for that? We all have the password. All three. Okay. Anybody else? No. All right. Didn't. Fair no, enough. No, no. <laughs> May I have the password? Uh, yeah. Sure. Just nobody ever asked before. Can Billy have the password? What if you gave it to that guy? <laughs> just let him. He'll just name a ferret after him. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, and you're also, you're on as at Dumpland. Right, right. Yes. Because you, James... Um, I don't have you on base station like that guy did. You're a full-fledged member. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks. What was that base? Like probation, but base with probation. Base. Like base, base, base okay. probation. Yes. So. It's a real thing. I see. So do you, do you remember when we put that, the, the, the first dump single I uh, put out on my record label? Yes. And then like, we were like painting and spray and like drawing on them because well, it was like each cover was hand designed. We had a great idea. Let's hand color one thousand record sleeves. <laughs> and yes, a, and there was let's, a, le- yes. Let's do it today. There was a point where it was like, yeah, this is not fun anymore. Later that day, oh, like yeah, three <laughs> records. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm done. Good. First one, you're just like, all right, here <laughs> yeah. we go. Doing all this. Yeah, let me. Cut some things out of the newspaper, start gluing them all over, do like a kind of collage thing, then I'll put some watercolors on top. Next one, 
just draw an X yeah. in like a red marker. <laughs> Yours has an X on the cover. There Look, you go. The, the record's the same. What are you technically hand colored? Yeah. Yours is special. <laughs> it's the least designed of all of them. You're welcome. So, well, that was a good, that was, those were the kind of things that were great ideas back then. Yeah. Here's a great idea. Yeah. Not, then, not a great idea. No, could you imagine doing that now? Oh my God. No. But you did that. You did a book. You've done all your drawings. Well, I Xeroxed them. Oh man, that's, that's so awesome. It's up there. See? Hey. It's right next to that beautiful painting of you. Yes, Amy Mann did that painting. That's awesome. And uh, there's a, a mouse with a cape someone did. Oh, yeah. And there's Gary the squirrel hovering. <laughs> He's always hovering. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that would never happen now. But you have this book. Uh, you've done two volumes mm-hmm. of yeah. your drawings. And there's, there's one more volume to come. And okay. then it'll be all finished. And they are you doing... What is it called? I'm so I'm sorry I'm blanking on the exact title right now. It's called uh, 100 Wild Styles. And, and it's you doing your drawings of your characters. My characters. My little people. Rabbit well, man. People. Right. Little animals. Yeah. The animals. And and uh, people can get the books where? Uh, hard to say. Um, I've... I've like people have contacted me on on Twitter, and that's worked out pretty well. They're okay. at some kind of some a few shops here and there. The other music record shop in New York mm-hmm. um, is a good place to to to, to snag them. Okay, they're great. People mm. should Thanks. get them. Thanks. So when you guys title an album, right? Like this stuff, like that. There, I keep thinking I'm saying it wrong. Oh, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> Like, how how what how do you guys end up with a giant list of titles and you whittle it down, or is, is, does the title just pop right in your head and you just know that's the title? I don't think we've ever had a list of titles. It's more like, an oh my god, we need a title. I'd kill for a list of titles. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, to be uh, candid, we we. Very much did not want to call this record Fake Book 2 or Son mm-hmm. of Fake Book, Bride of Fake Book, any of those. And uh, it took us a long time to come up with another a title that did not incorporate that word. So uh, when we did, we uh, went straight to the pressing plant. Sure. And you were just like, it was just sitting there. And then finally, the titles revealed... Like a new pope, the smoke <laughs> right. changes. Yeah. Yep, in the at the Vatican, on Matador Records, the smoke changes <laughs> out of their chimney. That famous Matador Records fireplace. I guess is that a, is that a fireplace that that's going to in the Vatican? Right, hibachi. It's a hibachi. <laughs> so what is he doing? Is it like the the volcano? Like, is somebody in there doing like the, the you know the tricks when you go to like. Hibachi, and they're just like, they, just, they cut the onions, and then they yeah, put the, yeah, yeah. Thing that the <laughs> right. flame shoots out. Oh, these vol- these hibachi guys got to work up some new stuff. You know what I mean? Chop an onion and stack it. It's Make- been a long time since I've had the, uh, actually, one, one of the great uh, nights out of my young life was uh, my dad and one of his friends taking me and one of my friends to uh, 
what's the oh no what's the Japanese restaurant where they cooked in front of you uh, Benihana Benihana went to Benihana and then to the NBA All Star Game oh my God. at the Old Garden where oh our seats we oh. couldn't see we could see the court but we couldn't see the scoreboard because oh of the God. overhang yeah it's great the four hundredth. I must be. I yeah. I, I don't. I probably saved the ticket stub for a long time, but uh, what All Star game was that? I don't. Uh, I don't remember which one. A long time ago. Do you remember someone? And he was it Bernard King in it? Oh no, was, no, 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 no. What years are we Just talking? The old Madison. Oh, the old Madison. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, I uh, the Knicks were undoubtedly not yet good. This would be okay. like the Dick Van Arsdale. Not like era. now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. not like now. Yeah, with Cole Aldrich. Mm-hmm. Oh, Get on board. It's going to yeah. be another fantastic season. It's going to be a hundred years of bad Knicks. <laughs> How did that happen? It's like a plague was put on the Knicks that will never go away. I think it was a curse of some kind. It, it, there's kind of no other explanation for it. I don't know. You're but at st- least now we got the liberty to enjoy. Yeah. Well, you can appreciate the liberty now, at least. Look, I don't look. I don't know two things about the Liberty. One thing I do know is they're not going to be bad for a hundred years the way the Knicks are, because it's like Carmelo Anthony's going to be bad. They're not going to win anything with him. Then they're going to stink more, and then it's just going to cycle back through again. It's never going to change, ever. Right? Remember with the good, the nineties. Oh had, yeah. Oh yeah. Right, Anthony Bonner. Remember Anthony Bonner singing the national anthem. Wait, I don't remember. a beautiful voice. Seriously? Oh, no, wait, I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, that's not Anthony Bonner. Walter McCarty? I think it might be Walter McCarty. Beautiful, like an angel. Yeah. Beautiful voice. What's going to happen? Who is your favorite player on that team, James? I know yours is Charles Oakley. Oh, yeah. Charles, uh, Anthony Mason was a a huge uh, personal influence. Yeah. Can you believe he's dead? No, I can't. I can't believe anything would kill him. He just seemed like a Terminator. Yeah. I mean, he was on that J.B. Smoove show like a week before. Oh, man. It was like a brick wall. When I was writing for basketball magazines, I would go to the garden and interview people. And I saw Charles Oakley in the hallway once. And he was the widest person I've ever seen. (laughs) I'm telling you, it it was like, yeah, he was big. Like, you'd see Patrick Ewing, it's like, yeah, there goes a seven-foot guy walking by. But Charles Oakley was so wide, it was unbelievable. It was like, it was like a, it was like a wall, like a, it was perfectly rectangular with, like, with moving legs off the bottom of it and a head on the top. It was like a Lego creation. (laughs) Oh my god, he was so, yeah. Charles Oakley's Twitter account is really good. You get, like, really kind of, glimpses into him that you never thought were possible he loves i mean i i guess i knew for a long time that he loved to cook and mm-hmm. there was, he had like this reputation as like being a great chef and and um but occasionally he just comes out you just see him kind of having fun he's just like in his own way but normal normal guy he's, and yeah. uh and then and then he'll just come out and just like like there's a couple days ago talking about uh-huh. like like how like, like man i feel bad for the bulls it's yeah. like those players are soft. They're never going to win. Everything like, with him is how soft everybody seriously. is. Seriously, yeah. But then again, if you're that guy, you can <laughs> yeah, talk about how soft everybody is. <laughs> now, Ira, yes, one of Tom. the things that you and I have talked about over the years is you 
interviewing Kiss in the 70s. Would you talk about that now? Is that off? Is that taboo? Nothing is taboo. (laughs) Everything's on the table tonight. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, I was a... uh, I was a rock journalist, and I was offered the opportunity to go see Kiss and interview them. And unlike some of the people in this room, I didn't really care about Kiss, but I liked the idea of going to see them. Uh-huh. And uh, and I and I wasn't a a very good rock journalist, so things like preparing for an interview uh-huh. was. I wouldn't even say it was beneath me. I, I probably it probably didn't really occur to me that I should. I think I was just gonna be in the moment. And uh, mm-hmm. how'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh-huh. so I stayed up all night. I went to see them, and the interview was the next day. And I stayed up all night, and, and then went. We're to talking the hotel. about what year now? Uh, uh, I was made for loving you, Dynasty. So, right? Okay, so we were talking like what that seventy eight, seventy nine. Yeah. That sounds. Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, and I went to, I stayed up the entire night, went to the hotel. Uh, Bill O'Coin brought me to the, the suite where the interview was going to take place. They came in not wearing makeup, which was very exciting. You really didn't have to, you'd have to really, really be uninterested in Kiss to not be excited to see them without makeup yeah. on. Because by that point, the legend was... Fully yeah. in place where there would be like, they would leave, they would leave like shows and stuff with like bandanas mm-hmm. tied around their. And it was shocking. I mean, they really, you know, he, mm-hmm. he looked nothing like a kitty cat. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> kitty uh, cat. So, um. Which one's the kitty cat? I can't tell you guys apart with no makeup. <laughs> yeah, you look like the monster. What are you, the kitty? You're the kitty cat. Uh. So it's all four of them? All four of them, and um, I'm, I probably asked a question, but I might not have asked a question. I just basically sat there like a very tired person who didn't care about the band. He was uh-huh, in the room to uh-huh. interview and didn't even have, like, the attitude to, like, and this is all you guys deserve. I mean, it was just... Ridiculous! It was. It was, uh-huh. and they um, they pretty quickly got tired of waiting for me to ask questions, <laughs> and just started talking among themselves. A large part of their conversation was about their uh, extensive heroin use, allegedly, and the uh, places. Well, this is what they were talking about. I'm not. You know, uh, I, uh, if I, Tom has asked me for the cassette many times, and I, I have. <laughs> Someday. Uh, it may, it, it probably still exists, um, although, uh, but, oh. you know, joking about I- injecting heroin. Have you, ever, have you listened, tried to listen to no. it? No. No. Wait, right. that I'm, means you might. know where it is. I don't. I think Didn't, I know where it is. Do we? I think I know where it is. Can you show me where it is? What if it was like a, what if you sold it, you press it up, right? <laughs> press up like one of those picture discs, like yeah. one of those like yeah. European interview discs. You know, he's like. Like, I like the Stooges. I'll buy this thing. What? You know, Talking? It, I think it would actually be better as one of those things where you, you, where I get taken off the record and it just comes with a script. So the DJ gets to play the record and you provide the <laughs> yeah. lack of a question. Uh-huh. Kiss, kiss minus one. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, so they were just uh, so you sat there, and were you nervous at that point, or is it just were you just like were you overwhelmed by the moment? Because those things are shocking sometimes when you think you're going to skate, and then suddenly it's like, oh, this is actually happening now. Yeah, I probably was nervous. I, um, in addition to everything else, but but it was also a very large suite where the interview was taking place, and when it started. The five of us were on one side of the room, and Bill O'Coin and the publicist were, you know, giving us our space. And by the end of it, everyone's like huddling together. It was, you know, it was clearly a uh, a complete disaster. But I but I was so bad at the job I was doing that if I was if I was if I was better, it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But if if there was a middle ground where I should have just realized, well, just transcribe the stupid thing and print it. That's the story. Instead, I wrote some terrible article with, uh-huh. you know, a couple of quotes from the interview. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, that's what it's like when you write for these things. <laughs> Suddenly you're just like, look, will I get paid if I hand this in? I will. Okay. Then this is what I'm handing in. This is what you're going to work with. Because, and that was New York Rocker? No, that was the Soho News. Okay, Soho News. And then shortly, how long were you in the, the game with that stuff? You got out shortly. You were like a few years later? Yeah. I, um, when New York Rocker folded in, I think, 1981, I mm-hmm. think, something like that, I was, I was, I didn't do very much after that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. It, it it I wasn't as I said I wasn't very good at it. It was it was a great way to get free records and free entry to shows and see Kiss without their makeup. But but I yeah. certainly did not I did not approach it with the zest of a eighteen wheeler and, and suddenly <laughs> yeah that was and suddenly <sighs> it's James's fanzine. When did James first cross your uh, uh, radar, uh, Georgia and Ira? And uh, I believe we probably played together, or unless we well, you. I think James saw us before we actually met. True, pretty sure. Well, I, I would, I would pretty much say <laughs> that is a one thousand percent certainty, distinct that possibility he, that he saw Yola Tango yeah, I guess so. okay. before you guys. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep, I saw you guys at Maynard's uh, Wednesday night show. At, New uh, Wave Wednesday. New Wave Wednesday. Yeah. Charlottesville New Wave Wednesday. At Tracks. And I saw you right. open for the Feelies. At, oh, at Tracks. I believe at Tracks also. Yeah, yeah I, re- I kind of remember that. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, but we would have met with w- when James played with Christmas. Yeah. And we were friends with Christmas. And, and for I people who don't know, Christmas was a cult. Right. That was <laughs> operating out of Las Vegas at that point. Uh, uh Providence, Providence, Rhode Island. Okay. Yeah. So out of Providence before the cult moved west. Freshly yeah. moved from Vegas to, to, to Providence. Okay. So the cult oh, went east. Started yes. in Boston. Started in yes. Boston. Went to Las Vegas. Yeah. And you were in Las Vegas. I was, briefly. I was in Las Vegas for the very end, like the, the last, okay, the last okay. couple of months, six, six weeks or two months, something like that. Right. Okay. You in Christmas was maybe the most complex thing I've ever seen three humans do in a band together. Where that seemed like, it was like the most precise thing imaginable. 
I I um I I listened to the 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 album that we made um when I was in the band mm-hmm. and uh I I I could hardly recall recording any of the parts that I did mm-hmm. and just thinking it's like man that guy that guy plays really fast yeah yeah <laughs> like, and he's singing at the same time also it's like I wouldn't and wearing a suit and wearing a suit, yeah, yeah, the white suit, the white suits, different, different, different outfits. But the thing is, it's not. It's like, oh, listen to this crazy album where they played all the things. It's like, no, we do that live, also. <laughs> it's like, and there's that one radio tape I listened to eight million times of you guys doing that album, the Vortex. Right, we did we, that right. I think right before we went to the studio. Yeah, and you basically played the album mm-hmm. as the album sounds. And a couple of the songs that didn't that didn't make it onto the record oh, are on yeah, that tape yeah. too. Mm-hmm. The Mutantes song I think is on there, and a couple mm-hmm. other originals. Yeah. So, so he was in Christmas, and then you guys are like, "Look at this ringer, right?" Is that what it was like? <laughs> this guy's got it. I can't. I don't remember exactly how it came up that you ended up that we asked you to play, or I. I don't you remember the details of that. Well, when we when we played with Christmas, Gene Holder was playing bass with us, and Gene was very generously doing some shows, but he had no interest in traveling, and he was clearly doing us a favor. So we knew that if we ever wanted to play live more than once every month or two, we would have to find somebody to go on tour with us, and... Uh, and James, unwise, not unwisely, but but mis 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 uh-huh. misreading right the situation, offered jokingly that said, "Well, you know, I could, you know, if you ever need a bass player, call me up." And we're like, "Well, that's not a laughing matter." And like we uh-huh. called him like two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Phone number. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I remember talking to you on the phone yeah. where you're just like. Guess what? Yeah, I think I'm <laughs> going to play bass with Yola Tango. <laughs> that was very exciting. That's true. And you know what's exciting is that it's like, of all the bands, it truly is one of the things. And it's for you know when when you're just making things and you don't stop making things, you you know where you're you're hoping that this is what you do for a long time. There's just a certain amount of just like pride in everything you guys do, where it's just like. Everything is definitely, it's like not, there's no bad album. It's not like, like you guys work so hard on the stuff to just make sure it just like stays at that level and it changes what, what the albums are change and what the band is changes. But it's just the level that you guys maintain. It's just like, it's truly, uh, staggering. So I I hope you guys know that. Thanks, man. Because it's just like, you look at anybody you like, and it's like, well, this stretch sucks by them. <laughs> and then you're, you're, like, you're like, oh, this is my favorite bands. But, yeah, skip all of that part. And then they kind of get good again, maybe if you're super into it, but not if you're not really, if you're not super into it, then they just keep going, it keeps going down. But it's like with you guys, it just has stayed at this level. And it's like, it's almost like you just like outwork it somehow. You know what I mean? Does that, does it seem like that? Like, it's just like, like you don't settle. 
No nodding on this one. <laughs> I don't want anybody to nod. I don't know about that one. Uh, <laughs> this is really more of a question for Billy than for uh, <laughs> Billy. Yes. And the ferrets. <laughs> but at this point, like, how hard do you guys work as a band to stay where you are? I think we just work hard. I think I think, I think we work hard. Yeah. But I think it's just what we do. I think we like. I mean, t- the last couple of days we've spent at our at our practice space, like kind of finishing up some recordings that didn't get finished for for stuff like that there and and we're 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 finishing them up ourselves like you know we have like a like a little studio set up and 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 we just we just we just go to work and we go and we sit there for several hours and mix things down and in between that talk about sports and tv and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and it's just kind of that's our that's 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 it's my idea of fun yeah It's, it's work but it's 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 but Fun. It's, it's the greatest thing in the world. Well, that's awesome because there's not a lot of bands. One, sometimes when you're so deep into a thing, you don't realize it's like, oh, we're doing this differently than most of these other bands. Like people check in, they check out. That things become like a they just kind of fit the thing around their life rather than the thing being their life. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you want it to stay great, it kind of has to be your life. And you guys don't dog it which is something i always you're saying admire. we have no life yes that, that would, seems <laughs> more or less no i'm saying you lay it out there uh, you don't <laughs> phone it in it's not no i appreciate you're pushing that. no i appreciate you doing it look i'm gonna ask you some some rapid fire questions here <laughs> all right let's see well one thing is what's a thing that you guys like i know it's like you don't, Ira, and I'm. You don't like Black Sabbath, right, Ira? I barely listen to them. I'm not. I, I've not spent any. I wouldn't say I don't like them because that mm-hmm. would imply I know more yeah. about them than I do. Yeah, but you just heard that, and you were just like, "Nope." Or were you just like, "I like other things, and I don't have time for this." Well, you know, you were talking about the Grateful Dead before, and I grew up in a real uh, hippie town in Westchester, mm-hmm. and the Grateful Dead were, were huge in, in that town, and it was sort of part of growing up where I did to become a fan of them, and so I did. And uh, and I remember I remember uh, seeing a copy of Paranoid. I don't, know, I don't know what a friend of mine was doing. It was like, War Pigs, ha, mm-hmm. ha, ha, ha. And then, of course, Kimberly Rue had a song with that name years later. It's like, genius. So uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. uh, but it just wasn't it just wasn't something i was mm-hmm. thinking about and you know i don't yes that's right so what are the things like that that each of you has your own thing and the other we're just like the other two don't like this thing at all that i like wow i don't know mm. it's hard to say i i mean well, georgia do you like black sabbath are you uh, i i just don't really think about it or <laughs> Wait, you don't you don't sit around thinking about <laughs> Black Sabbath, just like picturing Cloud like, Bubble like. with Geezer Butler in it. There's that there's that fantastic thing. I know you've seen it on. Uh, it's either sh- they always show it during that metal show. I know that probably you and me are the only two people in this room who watch that uh-huh. show. And uh, but they show there's like a like a couple minute long animation of Tony Iommi telling the story of how uh-huh. he lost his fingertips. Yeah, and. It's fantastic. It's really yeah. moving, and yeah. I, th- I think because he's like missing a finger like that. A few of like a like, few fingertips yeah. on his fretting hand, 
And then he just was oh, just like, yeah, the other it was day. amazing. It was really moving. Like for most people, would be like, well, there goes my dream of playing yeah. guitar. Yeah. Right. And for him, he's just like, I might be able to do this better than anybody in a weird way because I have less fingers. Yeah. It, and it ends up with him saying like, so what started out as a really horrible thing turned out to be a really good thing. Yeah. They're like, wow. My mind was blown. I wonder if kids are great. chomping their fingers off <laughs> around the country. Like, this is Tony Aomi. Please, kids, do not <laughs> chop your fingers off. You will not play like I. So you don't know what's a thing that you, you can't think of something that's just your thing? I like Black Sabbath. Okay. okay. Well, there's yours. No problem with Black Sabbath. Yeah. Georgia? What's my thing? What's my thing that I... I think they like everything I like, but I might not like everything they like. Okay. Is that detailed enough? <laughs> George is more selective. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, hmm. No. Think about that. All right. You, you move on. Sure. Ira, no? What? Is there a thing you like that the other two people in your band are just like, no, we don't like that? I know I, I like listening to things repeatedly more than Georgia likes listening to things repeatedly. I was listening to uh, the Basement Tapes today, and when I put on the third <laughs> CD in a row, uh-huh. Georgia was like, Wait, Slam. this thing's still on. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm tired of that guy. <laughs> yeah. Billy aching. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let me get some of these questions here. Get ready. Okay. And and everybody, again, the album comes out August 28th. 28th. Stuff like that there. And it's on Matador. And it's I, I've gotten to hear it. I haven't, like nobody else has had time to spend time with it. But I have spent a little time with it. And it's really great. And it keeps the streak alive. <laughs> the streak is alive. And oh, I meant to say this. Sharpling and Worcester, we're playing live shows. Speaking of alive. We will be, these tickets are going to go on sale Friday, June 5th. Get ready. Where will we be playing? Well, first date. What the, What day's your album come out? August 28th. The 28th. Well, the day before, August 27th, Seattle, Washington. Oh. Numos. That what's it called? That I believe that I believe that's cor- that's the correct yes. pronunciation. Yeah. Then. I could be wrong. August 29th, Saturday, Portland, Oregon. Mm. Doug Fur. You're taking Friday off. Yeah, we're not like Mike Watt. We <laughs> we are. As soft as you're walking from uh, Seattle to Portland, just two piles of vanilla ice cream, <laughs> taking a day off to go from Seattle to Portland. What's the rush? What are we? We, we, don't, we don't have three tractor trailers where we have to keep this thing making. We're gonna lose eighty thousand dollars if we don't do a show on that Friday night. So again, the twenty seventh of August, Seattle. Numos, the 29th, Portland, Doug Fur, then September 3rd, the Thursday, San Francisco, Great American Music Hall. Oh, classic. Right? Yeah. And then September 5th, 
Los Angeles, California, the El Rey Theater, Sharpling and Worcester mm-hmm. Live. Look at those dates. Four dates. Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Los Angeles. All the tickets go on sale this Friday, June 5th at 10 a.m. And we will put the links up on the Twitter and all that. And people can go nuts uh, for that. And I'm telling you, that everything's sold out so far. Don't miss your uh, chance. I don't want to hear anybody, I couldn't get in. You didn't. Nope. <laughs> I will take pleasure in you hovering outside the El Rey Theater, staring at the poster outside. We don't Staring at the marquee, right? Is there a marquee there? Yeah. You stare at that marquee. Wish you could get in there. You can't. You had your shot. June 5th. Ticket mania, man. Four shows. What do you think about those tour dates, huh? That sounds great. Right? Good, good West Coast I swing. Go on that Thank you. And you guys are going to be playing. When does your tour start? When does your uh, little tour start? <laughs> <laughs> when does your 45-date tour start? The 23rd of September. Okay. We'll warm them up for you. <laughs> Thank we'll just... you. So, uh, yeah, so people, again, June 5th, those tickets go on sale. And uh, So do you fly from city to city? I do don't you... know. Do <laughs> <laughs> you need a tour manager? I... <laughs> we have a tour manager. Oh, okay. But I don't know. What, I'm going to start worrying about that now? I don't. Does Mike tour manage you guys? Mike, you're kidding? He's not allowed outside New Jersey. His ankle bracelet will go off. i got to stop with these ankle bracelet jokes. All right, let's see here. Rapid fire questions. And you guys can pick who answers these. No nodding. That's the one rule. All right. Dumbest purchase you've ever made. Uh, shoes online. Wrong side. They're just wrong. It's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. Don't do it. Okay. What's the most you've ever paid for a record? Uh, I, I don't know the most. I just spent, uh, I just spent $15, which isn't the most, but, uh, I bu- it's a, this is a good purchase. I bought, spent $15 on a, uh, a song poem about the Mets. Oh, from what year is that? I, I think it's about the 1969 Mets. Okay. Fifteen dollars. Yeah. No, I've spent more than that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Of course you have. Fifteen. Can you imagine if you're just like at this point you're like, yeah, fifteen. It means you never bought like a current LP. Yeah. Well, actually, that basement tapes thing was that was a okay. lot more. And that's the uh, that's that box set where it's got everything on there. Yes. They didn't re-record anything. Do you ever see these Rolling Stones <laughs> things where just like. I did new vocals for the thing. Well, I don't want that. Like, I need him now. Don't worry. I sang it in the style that I sang back then. Who cares? It's even worse. It's like, Mike, do you ever hear that stuff, Mike? The Like the Exxon Main Street stuff where Mick Jagger's like, we had a couple instrumentals and I sang new vocals for them. Yeah. Can you imagine? I could not imagine wanting to hear anything less. Them just as instrumentals too, or no? I I, I don't know. I know okay. they put them out as a part of like a collection of who cares yeah, Rolling Stones. Right. I don't ever need to hear that. You know, a song I never need to hear again is like um, like 
like any of those like four top songs. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever need to hear like my girl? Yeah, like my girl. Like is that the Temptations or no. the, yeah. it doesn't yeah, like Sugar Pie Honey Bunch? Can you imagine like he? I could never get to the point where it's just like ooh, listen to how fresh that sounds. <laughs> it's like no, that is rotten sounding to me now. It sounds like it sounds. It's like this music that can get played anywhere. Like literally anywhere you could hear Sugar Pie Honey Bunch. Oh, I couldn't imagine ever putting that on. Is there anything like that well, that's, that comes to mind? That's, those are two different things. Like I'm with you. I could never imagine putting it on. But if I were driving and listening to oldies radio, which I mm-hmm. might be, I would not turn. That's not a song I would okay. turn it off. What's I would turn it off for Mustang Sally. You would turn off oh. Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that it's like shut up. <laughs> like when these records, you actually like yell. Like you want, like people made this aren't hearing me get mad at it. So Mustang Sally for that, Georgia. What's a song you never need to hear again? Um, sorry, I'm not good at the fast. Okay. Well, we'll go to James, and we're going to come back to you. Mustang Sally is such a great answer. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's in fact, it's such a good answer that it's just filled me with so much hate for Mustang Sally that I really kind of, I'm kind of blinded to my own answer. Mm-hmm. So I might have to go with that. We do start thinking a, quite a lot alike once we're traveling together. So song I never want to hear. Mm-hmm. Ooh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't know oh, about I'm that. Sorry. Like what song? Which Proud one? Mary. Proud Mary. That's the one. Even though he says Toynin in it, <laughs> and he's from. <laughs> oh, he's from Oakland, and he sings Toynin and Boynin. And Elvis I, I think doesn't I was say Toynin and Boynin. Yeah. I think I was frightening my brother with my vehemence on this topic the other day. But did you see the medley, the Credence medley that John Fogarty did on Letterman in the last weeks? I did not. Was it bad it, or good? It was terrible. It was terrible. Oh, no. So it was a uh, effigy... Uh, that would have been so much better. Well, yeah, no kidding. Uh, was... anyway. What if What if he just came out and did the other dude songs from that one Credence <laughs> album? Yeah, remember that one Credence album where he's like, he's like, I'm so sick of being in this band with you losers. <laughs> and then they're like yeah, Mardi his, Gras, right? Yeah, that, yeah. And his brother split already, <laughs> and he's yeah. just like, the only way I'm doing another album with you guys is is if I'll write. One third of it, but you bums are writing the other two thirds of this thing. So it's a nine song album, I think. And his songs are like, "Hey, yeah, here's mine, Sweet Hitchhiker, Hey Tonight." Like he just like yeah. just dumps two great songs on the table. And then like I know there's a song Door to Door, which is like, "Hey baby, it's like it's like it's like the song where the drummer has to sing one. So it's like like Doug Clifford is like, and there's like a Credence Live album where suddenly. You hear, they're like playing, here, I have to look this up now. You're not gonna, like, the, the, tr- the jump in tracks on this is ridiculous when he goes, um, where is it? Here it is. Let's see. Credence. Live in Europe. First thing, Born on the Bayou. Then Green River and Susie Q together. Then it came out of the sky. Here, let's listen to the very end of this thing. Look at that. Here. Okay. 
That's credence. <laughs> it's door to door. Imagine. And then here's the song after that. Oh, like they put a door to door, then this next. It's like, no. he's just like taunting them with like <laughs> their inability to write songs. Door to, fine, what's your song? Oh, door to door? Sounds great. Yeah, let's add that one. We'll do that one in between. Uh, we'll do that, then I'll do traveling band. And yeah, and then I'll do fortunate son after that. But don't worry, we can all be in this band together. So some Creedence song. Probably Proud Mary. Yeah, I'm not a big Credence fan, I gotta say, but I do like Fortunate. So you don't like the West Coast Velvet Underground? Is that what they're known as? I don't know. In my house, they are. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's see. Okay, a couple more questions, and then I know you guys are, you have places to be. Let's see. All right. But it'll be a lit. What's the longest you've ever gone without sleeping? I I three days. Three days? And Georgia looks shocked. Yeah, I, I sleep all the time. Okay. I can't answer that one. So you'd be like eleven hours. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 it's like there's that. Oh my god, I gotta go to sleep. Yeah. I've been up for no, it was terrifying. I was uh, the, the second night when I couldn't sleep. I couldn't. I was. That was, was on tour, right? Yeah. yeah, I remember that. How long ago was that? Uh, it was probably 2003. Oh, that's way too recently for that to be, <laughs> like 2003, and you can't sleep, yeah. James. I I I I don't think I, I don't think I hold the band record, but I'd put I'd put it in around two days or so. Okay. All right. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever said to a celebrity? My least favorite question. I'm not sure what I said. I spilled a drink on Dave Davies. That, like, in attempting to shake his hand. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm okay. sure whatever I said afterwards was embarrassing. Yeah, sure. That equals the. It was the <laughs> verbal equivalent yeah, of spilling a drink. <laughs> Georgia. Can you so think? So Steve. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> what, what, what is so Steve? So many so Steve stories. Um, I think I was decided I was going to go. I was at a, we were at a party mm. in Nashville. And I think it was just James and I were at this party. And I decided normally I'm very shy and I w- wouldn't go up to anyone really to start talking. And I just figured, well, I'm going to do this. I, I recognize this guy, and he, it's Steve, and I'm going to go, I think it's uh, Steve Earl, and I'm going to, I think, I'm already messing <laughs> this story up, but anyway, I, I went up to Steve and said I knew he'd been working with this band I knew, and he was ah, they're familiar, but I don't think so, and it basically was Steve Forbert that I was thinking of. I was uh-huh. And that's Earl. who you were talking to. Oh, I was. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I already screwed it up. <laughs> so you're talking to Steve Earl. Forbert. Forbert. Forbert, thinking you were talking to Steve yeah. Earl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike likes that one a lot. That one, that one made Mike very happy. Okay, good. Mike's favorite, though. Mike likes the Patty Smith one, right, Mike? Yeah. I have a Patty Smith one. You, yeah, I, I, I mentioned it to you. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And the only good thing about your story happening to you, mm-hmm. it lessens the impact of my story just even uh, well, that's kind incrementally. Of why, that's kind of why I, I had told you, because yeah. I wanted to help. 
um, because I know I know how it feels. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, was at a concert and in in the city, and, and I met. I was I was introduced to Patty Smith by um, our, our our the guy who runs our our booking agent, and you know we we exchanged like you know uh, how you doing, and and mm-hmm. I I I got to kind of stick my two cents in on a little conversation that they were already having and it was great and i was like wow patty smith that, that's that's just that's awesome and then mm-hmm. at the end of the night concert's over i'm walking to my car and i see ahead of me at the end of the block patty smith and i was like oh <laughs> and so and of course Terrible. the light change you know the light the the crosswalk the light changes so of course it works out that i'm now standing next to patty smith going to my car and i and the the light of the crosswalk changes, and we both start to walk. And I was like, "Hey, Patty, um, do you need a ride?" And she, at this point, of course, has no memory of meeting me, yeah. and has no idea what's going on. She just knows that this like gigantic, like monster of a man is like trying to offer her a ride in his car, yeah. and uh, and she flees in terror. And uh, oh. you know, oh. that's it. It's like, all right. Well, I guess that's no. Yeah. 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 Good night. It makes mine <laughs> elegant. My my asking her about humble pie yeah. in an elevator. There was no perceived violence in yours, but I think mine no. mine had a there was No, mine was there was genuine terror involved in mine. Unbridled miscalculation <laughs> with mine. Let's see a couple more questions here. All right, what's the best Kinks album? It's Arthur, right? That, it's yeah. Arthur, right? I used Arthur, to think right? so. I used to think so. I think I now kind of gravitate to something else. Think visual? Think visual is close second. Okay. <laughs> something uh-huh. else by the Kings. Oh, I thought you meant something oh, else. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, oh, now I understand our, the confusion now, right? It's our fun <laughs> who's on first routine. You know, there's a lot of Kinks albums these days. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> something else. The <laughs> uh, uh, Great Lost Kinks album. Okay. What's left? I don't know. You can like the same ones. I it's know. not. It's not. Okay, Village Green. Okay, you know. Village Green. So yeah. Well, if you like Village Green, then you should like Arthur more because that's the <laughs> rock version of Village Green. It's yeah, like Village know. Green with electric guitars. But they're all great. You can't. Well, not all of them are great, but. All right. Final question here. Well, second to final. James, question for you. Enough with this nerd stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I knew that one would be a quickie. <laughs> and what's the most popular movie you've never seen? I've never seen Forrest Gump. Okay, that's way up there. That's a good one. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now, okay. Oh, no, wait, I have seen that. I've never seen Titanic. I've seen the first half hour of Titanic. Oh, 2001. You've never seen 2001. All right. I've pretty much seen them all. You've seen, you just, you love movies. I love a movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we all say about you. Boy, that guy sure loves his movies. (laughs) Say what you want about him. Yeah. Say say what you want about him. Take that, Patty Smith. We could have yeah. talked about movies the whole yes. time. Yes, we could have talked about how I've seen car. every movie. Too. Go ahead, name a movie, Patty. Like, like that would have that would have lessened her terror. <laughs> you saying sure. I've seen every movie it humanized me a little bit, right? Yeah, exactly. Patty. Thanks for getting in my car. <laughs> Fun thing about me, 
I've seen every movie. Before I start the engine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lock the doors. I know you'd think I'd be driving a windowless van, Ms. Smith. But uh, now, try to stump me. I've seen every movie. Go ahead. And then she's just wondering, how do I signal someone so they know I'm in yeah. this guy's... This is how it ends. Oh! Yeah, this is how... I, I think about how it ends for me. I just think about Spike. <laughs> I think about that voice saying, Hello, Tom. And I'm going, <laughs> And I'm like, No! No! I feel life slipping away! This can't be it! And it will be it. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming down so much. Yola Tango, we have Georgia, Ira, and James. Pleasure. Love the new digs. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Did you have an okay time? Yes. Great time. Don't you like how I say that in my, my, I'm talking to a four-year-old voice? (laughs) Did you have an okay time? Talk about things I need to fix. That's one of them. Are you happy? Like I say that in some, like, I'm not sure why I'm, I'm asking if you're happy, but I'm like belittling you as I'm asking it. Did you have a good time? (laughs) That's a no-win situation. So the album comes at the end of August. And again, I keep losing the title to it. Stuff like that there. Stuff like that there. And who else is on? What other songs are on this album? We're going to hear one more at the end of the show. We'll hear uh, the the new version of uh, Deeper into Movies. Which yeah, we we did we took three of our of the songs from our old records and did new versions, and we wrote two new songs, and then we covered stuff by uh, The Love and Spoonful, Antietam, The Parliaments, Darlene McRae, Great Plains. The special pillow, which you already played, uh-huh. uh, I, uh, Hank Williams, The Cure. Uh, that's most of it. Mm-hmm. Were you? Oh, Sun Ra, the Cosmic mm-hmm. Rays. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, most of them. The third one. Twenty-five years from now. <laughs> that's right. And you guys do the third one. <laughs> yep. I would like to pencil in. Walking on the Sun by Smash Mouth. Oh. Right? You know that song? I yes. like that song. It's a good song. <laughs> it's like yeah. fake 60s. Yeah. Should have raced Mustang Sally. Then they did the question mark song. Yeah. the follow. I think it was the follow-up, yeah. Yeah. They were on a roll. They were. They were on a roll. Then it all came crashing down <laughs> when their talent ran out. <laughs> Then tragedy struck, (laughs) and Smash Mouth were revealed to be a moderately talented band who had slightly more than their fill of success, and it ran out. The end. Well, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. And we're going to... Thank you. We're going to play... We'll play uh, from the album Stuff Like That There. We'll play Deeper Into Movies. And thank you again. Let's hear this. We'll be back.
that was that was fun. That was so awesome. Thank you to Yola Tango for coming down. That was so great. You having an alright time, Mike? Alright, click it back and notch. Mike said he had a great time. You know what? That's fair. I apologize. You I'm glad you had a great time. I'm so glad. And that was just deeper into movies from the uh, upcoming Yola Tango album, stuff like that there. So good. The phone number, 201-3-3234-84. What a what a crazy show we've had. We've had Spike, the son of Harry Morgan, Yola Tango, and Billy from Newbridge and his ferrets, which are running loose. Hopefully he's got them contained. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, how's it going? Oh, it's going all right. Who's this? Uh, my name is Jesse. Jesse? Uh-huh. Hold on. Sorry. I, my phone's being raised. Okay. Sorry about that. This is Jesse. No worries, Jesse. What's going on tonight? Uh, not much. Just hanging out, listening to the interview. And I wanted to call in because I've been a big fan for a while. And well, I thank you. Yesterday was my one-year anniversary of living in Brooklyn, and I figured it was time I finally called into the best show. So you have been in Brooklyn. Where'd you come from before that, Jesse? I uh, came from Portland, Oregon. Actually, I've been talking with some very excited friends since you made the announcement. Mm-hmm. So that's a lateral move. <laughs> yeah, totally lateral. I mean, this is pretty much the same exact thing. <laughs> Are you having fun? I love it here, yeah. What neighborhood are you in? Uh, I am in Lester's Gardens. No, that's not it. What neighborhood? I'm like on the wrong side of Prospect Park. Lester's Gardens? That's not a neighborhood. Prospect Lester's Gardens. Prospect Lester. You're just making things up now. (laughs) I wish I was. I knew you were going to make fun of that. But it's not real. I'm not even making fun of it as much as I'm questioning the the integrity I didn't of it. believe it was real either but apparently they didn't want to be a part of Crown Heights so they made up a name It sounds British We got to bring a little class to Brooklyn I guess Look Jesse mm-hmm. You've been here you've been here for a year I have You don't get to talk about class in that place up <laughs> There's nothing, there's nothing I can do. No, you gotta just, you're on the ride now. You're on the last car of the roller coaster. Well, I got, had to get on the roller coaster eventually, I guess. Last car of the roller coaster. <laughs> but it's funny because I also spend a lot of time in Sunset Park. So I was like, oh, I doubly get to deal with the great, uh, neighborhoods of Brooklyn. Sounds like I'm glad you're having a good time. Thank you for the call. 
Yeah, I actually had something I oh. wanted to tell you about as well. Well, here we go. What do you got? Okay, well, I wanted to tell you, because you talk about how there's not enough tributes and homages to the best show in life. I wanted no. to tell you about my own personal way I used to pay tribute to the best show before I moved out here. Let's hear it. I used to run an open mic, uh, comedy open mic in Portland before I moved out here. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was doing tech and I ran the sound booth, we were very strict about our time policy. And uh, so I would bad company people who burnt the light and wouldn't get off stage. You'd play bad company. I would bad company them. I would slowly bring up the intro, and if they hadn't gotten the point, by the time the breakdown came on, I just brought the stage lights all the way up and cut the mic and blared some bad company. And how did that go? How did that go over? Well, I mean, the person getting bad company didn't like it, but everyone else loved it. Did anybody know what it was? I had like, well, like my significant other knew what it was because he's a big fan. But uh, I had a couple people, I made a couple friends through that. One person in particular mm-hmm. who brought it up and was like, oh my God, you best shows. Or I mean, you uh, bad, bad company. Yeah. So you'd only do that when somebody was like boring or went on way too long. Like, like when they would like, like pass the, the point like, that they should. Yeah. When it was like two minutes after when they should have gotten off stage mm-hmm. and they weren't getting many laughs. Yeah. So you mean like after the, like, like it's like, look, we get it. You made your point. Why are you mm-hmm. still up there? Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And you would just do that, and then the people would... Did they get it? Were they ever like, hey, look, I was up there too long. I get it. Oh, oh, I got apologies usually afterwards. Okay. And what was your... Expl- explain to me what it was. what you would say to them why you did it. Because they went on too long, and I had been lighting them, and they saw the light through it. And I really hope I'm getting bad company right now. No, you're not. I wouldn't do that to you. Why would I I do that to you? Because it would be like the perfect tie together. No, you wanted it too badly. I would never do that to you, Jesse. Ah, darn it. Never in a million years. I I, I did kind of want it, so you're right. You were right not to to go through with it. Yeah. Well, thank you for the call. I'm glad that worked for you. I appreciate it. And uh, you have a grand evening. In this yeah, fine you, night, Tom. in this fine Brooklyn night, right? Yes, I will. The you beautiful. Breathe the air of East Prospect Lester Gardens deeply. I will. Good night. Thank you. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, it's Jefferton from Texas. Jefferton from Texas. Now, this is a quality caller. This uh, is a quality bless caller. Bless you, Tom. I didn't say what quality. Uh, exactly. You, you cut yeah. me off before I finished. This is a yeah. quality caller, uh, the same way, uh, that, uh, cheap chocolate in a hotel is chocolate. <laughs> it's the bare minimum of chocolate. No, well, you're fine. What's up, Jefferton? I believe I have stumbled upon the single dumbest piece of television writing ever committed to the medium. Really? Really. What is it called? Uh, it's from an episode, it's a line from an episode of Friday Night Lights, um, which is a show my wife started getting into because she needed something to watch. Um, and there's a line in one of the first season episodes that goes thusly. Um, 
they're going to be in your chili all night, and if you don't listen to me, you're going to be eating some serious turkey. Wait. You're going to be in the chili? They're going to be in your chili all night, and if you don't listen to me, you're going to be eating some serious turkey. And this is like a football show, right? It's in the middle of, of one character putting someone through, or putting another character through drills. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. That's uh, just words, right? Like they're going to be in, like, like a, how, who could take that? They're going to be in your chili all night. And who, who, how has this ever been a colloquial? Like, is this just no one says this, right? Absolutely, no one has ever said this. Now, where are you calling from again, Jefferson? Texas. Yeah, that's like football country down there. That's high school football country, Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you guys love your big. high school football. It was it was big at my high school. Yeah. And did anybody ever yell about getting in someone's chili? I I've never. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people ate chili, but I don't. But I don't believe anyone's ever said. You know they're going to be, in, or I'm going to be in your chili all night, sir. Like, I just... all right. Look, I get it. Thanks for the call. Thank you. I don't know about that guy. I know. Uh, Friday Night Lights. I got to watch. I got to watch this Friday Night Lights. You ever watch it, Mike? And what happens? They go to like the, they keep getting better or something? There was a murder? Like on a football field? Who committed the murder? Murder on the 50 yard line. A Friday Night Lights mystery. That'd be something else. The phone number, 201-332-3484. Let's take a listen. Just hold on one second. Hold on. Just give me, give me, give me a second for the love of Pete, would you? So the phone number, 201-332-3484. The best show, uh, the Sharpling and Worcester tour dates. have been announced. We will be performing Thursday, August 27th. Numos in Seattle, Washington. Saturday, August 29th. Portland, Oregon. The Doug Fur. San Francisco. September 3rd. Thursday, September 3rd, the Great American Music Hall, and September 5th, Los Angeles, at the El Rey Theater. That will be the Sharpling and Worcester full show, the exciting show that has sold out every time we've done it, and will continue to do so. Tickets go on sale this Friday, June 5th, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. For all those shows, I will post links on Twitter. We will have them on our websites. They are going to be great. 
and so much fun. And everybody who's been to see the show has had a grand time. Yeah, that's right. Best show's going to be uh, Sharpling and Worcester up in your chili all night. Right? And don't, so don't be a turkey. Get your tickets. We'll be up in your chili. I tell you, you miss those tickets, man. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I tried to get tickets, but then it sold out. Yeah. You got your shot, man. Friday, June 5th. You buy your tickets. Lock it down. Something else I want to say. Uh, last week's show, I was talking about audiobooks, and I was goofing on uh, the way people read audiobooks and whatnot. And who, like, didn't read. Like, there was the guy who did the Leonard Skinnerd one. Then there was uh, the guy who did the Phil- the Fillmore one. And then I read something from the guy who did the uh, the Todd uh, Glass book. And I was like, why didn't Todd Glass do his own book? And it's like, yeah, of course he didn't do his own book. Because he, uh, one of the things he deals with is uh, dys- dyslexia. And uh, that's why he didn't read it. And uh, yeah, so I was not saying that in any sort of mocking way with that. I didn't think about that so I was not, I apologize if anybody took that as me taking a shot at him for anything like that. I wasn't. Didn't think about it. I'm a huge fan of his, and uh, yeah. So, I'm sorry. Takes a big man to say they're sorry, Mike. You could learn something from me. Mike's never wrong. Never wrong. We we have a guest book here now. God help me. And now Mike wrote. Mike was like, Mike was like, can I can I sign the guest book? Can can I sign it? I'm like, yeah, sure, sign the guest book. No, he's got to show me that he's handing me. He's so gleeful with this. Oh, I'm so scared. What is that a reference to? Mike, what is that? I love the bread you're putting out to the world. The brand? I love the brand you're putting out to the world. It rings so true to my spirit. Keep it up. What is that? Did I just read something offensive? Is that like a Hitler quote or something? What is that? Oh, okay. You're speaking from your heart. Okay. Well, you know, I appreciate it, Mike. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate the brand you're putting out there. Too. And you you, you keep it up, too. Oh. God love him. God love him. Good guy. It's a good guy. You know what's funny? You got to hear last week's uh, half hour of power if you want the post show. Best show, post show. I, I laughed as hard as I've laughed in ages during that. Mike was off the charts hilarious. 
telling stories about he had a story for anything. He could tie anything back to some horror. Like I mentioned Staten Island offhand. And then Mike breaks out some story about some guy had his girlfriend on a leash at the Staten Island Mall. Mike had, But he had this at his fingertips. Yeah, I got to unbelievably funny. You got to check that out. You go to thebestshow.net, you can download that. And you should download all the episodes, by the way. That's how you help the best show. Help us out. And then Mike's now working on the guy from uh the Impractical Jokers. He's now he's now got this guy on Twitter saying, "Hey, I'll come on the show." Well, I'll do it. Do you want to interview him, Mike? No? Mike wants to interview Sal from Impractical Jokers. So we'll set that up. Sal said he would do it. I tell you. Get Mike and Sal together from Impractical Jokers. And for people who don't know this, it's show Impractical Jokers. It's a show where these guys from uh, Staten Island go and they uh, they make each other do stunts that they film themselves. They film each other with a thing, and they're like talking into earpieces. And uh, yeah, so Mike's a fan of it. He started tweeting at the one guy, the one, and the guy started tweeting back. So I guess Mike will be interviewing Sal from Impractical Jokers on an upcoming best show. <laughs> Unrecognizable sometimes. I look at this show and I'm just like... Like now I know why Saturday Night Live has a structure. Where it's like... Yeah, can... Uh, It'd be like if you're watching Saturday Night Live in one week, it's the way Saturday Night Live usually is. Then you're watching it the next week, and then uh, there's a guy interviewing a guy from another, from a prank show on it. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? This is Brad from Pennsylvania. Brad, thanks for calling. And I want to say the phone number is 201-332-3484. We'll do open phones for the rest of the show. We had a fun night. We had uh, Yola Tango in studio. Did you hear that, Brad? Yes, that was great. That was great, right? Yeah. They're heroes. Yeah. Rock heroes. Them. And personal heroes. Yeah. Are you, are you, you, you get what I'm saying. Are you a fan of Yola Tango, Brad? Absolutely. Yep. You see what I was saying with the quality, right? Absolutely. They don't. They they they, they don't flag, man. No. Nope. Love Yola Tango. People miss the Mike Show. People on Twitter now saying I miss the Mike Show. Maybe it's time to bring the Mike Show back. Special guest Sal from Impractical <laughs> Jokers. And I'll, hey, Mike, can you come in here for a second? What if I'm your co-host for the Mike Show? That'd be an interesting pick. And you just do the Mike Show, which the Mike Show was this thing that that happened within the Best Show when it was on WFMU. But now it, it can be a, we could do it within this show. Okay. We could do 
We can do the mic show within here or do it as a standalone show. We'll do whatever you want. Yeah. But I'll be your co-host. Okay. Like, yeah, it's the... And I'll just have to put up with your... <laughs> oh. My nonsense? Well, just like your... <laughs> a lot of things, like you just going, a lot of things in the news. And then picturing me just going like, <laughs> why am I... Tom, what? I'm already lining stuff up. Yeah, what's up, Tom. Brad? What, what, Brad? How about my call? Come on, man. Oh, I, I, are you seriously are, are saying that? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. I just want to get to the subject that I want to call about. Okay, okay. You know what, Brad? To be fair, you're right. I don't know where I got off having a conversation with Mike during the, during the thing. You're on the line. It's your turn. Right. You're, <laughs> the floor is yours. It is Brad's special moment. Thank you, Tom. And what do you want to talk about, Brad? Uh, I've been hearing you. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Hi, who's this? This is Jesse in Las Vegas. Jesse in Los Angeles. No, Vegas, sorry. Las Vegas. Yeah. What happened? You lose your phone at the craps table? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Is this better? Um... What, did you come up one league? Sounds like you're underwater, Jesse. Is this any better? It's not great, but we can we can roll with it. Okay. Uh, I wanted to, uh, I've been thinking about Jim Morrison a lot since a couple uh, weeks or maybe a month ago when Julie was on the show. Yeah. Julie uh, Klausner. Yes. The best. Um, She's the, the best, best, right? Oh, it, it, absolutely. I, I loved that episode. It was the best best show ever. It's like magic. Yeah. You two are are the best together. Yeah, it's like uh it's like uh uh Sarah and Hill. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like Who else? What's another duo here? What's another duo? Help me with that. Um It's like me and Brad from <laughs> the guy I just hung up on. <laughs> no, it's not like that. No, go ahead. Sorry. You were th- thinking about Jim Morrison a lot. Well, yeah. I When I was in fifth grade, I was kind of obsessed with the doors. Mm-hmm. So I have... That's what like fifth graders lot. are supposed to... Uh, <laughs> ha- that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed are we, to be are obsessed. We also, are we also supposed to think we're the reincarnation of Jim Morrison? Well, now you're getting into your own... Uh, your own personalized uh, Jim Morrison experience. So you thought you were the reincarnation of Jim Morrison. Uh, I mean, not really, but it was like a, a notion I entertained as a kid because I was weird and arty and mm. he had that mm-hmm. whole thing mm-hmm. about and how he was Go ahead, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he got that whole thing where he thought he had the soul of like a dead Native American in him. Yeah. So I, I think I just kind of picked that up and, and ran with it with my, with my overactive imagination. And you thought you were the reincarnation of, of uh, Jim Morrison. Yeah. I was pretentious and I wrote bad poetry. The killer walked along the road. Because that guy, right? He didn't wake up when he's doing it. sounded like he was half asleep. <laughs> Bird of prey. Bird of prey, flying high. 
right? You know the song I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Flying in the, you should know you're the reincarnation. It's you I'm talking to, right, Jim? <laughs> Can I interview you as Jim Morrison? I think I would be dead weight on that. I don't remember a lot about his life anymore except some weird story about him burying jeans under his front porch or something. This is what I want to ask you, Jesse. Okay. Tell me uh, tell me an incident when you thought you were him, how you conducted yourself. What's the what's the what's the defining moment of that mental uh uh place you were in? Um probably I think I just like I told a lot of kids on the playground that I was the Lizard King and you know, it was, it was like 1991 or 92 and there was no reason for any, you know, anybody my age to know what I was talking about. So you would go up to kids on the playground and go like, I am the Lizard King. It, it was more subdued. I'm more going shy, to. More shy. Would you go like, I am the Lizard King. Now someone push me on the swing. <laughs> right? Get it? Because you're on the playground. <laughs> oh, you were a dumb kid. But we were all yeah. dumb kids. We all have those things like that. Yeah, Everybody's got yeah. their flights of fancy. Well, I got into Public Enemy uh, the next year. So mm. that, that was also kind of weird considering where I grew up and everything. Well, that's, uh, that's not weird. I put this together too, right? There's something you're just like that. Suddenly mm-hmm. the Doors records are just like they're balancing a table. Suddenly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your co- your copy of Morrison Hotel is uh, on a crooked desk leg. <laughs> suddenly, I think I'm the reincarnation of Huey Newton. Yeah, you. Why don't you just be the best version of you you can be, rather than keep reincarnating yourself? Oh, I, 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 I've gotten over the, the whole phase. Well, who are you the reincarnation of now? Nobody. I'm just me. Yeah. Good. Thanks for the call, buddy. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. This is John from Los Angeles. John from Los Angeles. Where in Los Angeles are you, John? Um, I'm in Rancho Park. Rancho Park? That's not real. Yes, it, it, it is. Is it a Mexican it's a, restaurant? Yes. <laughs> um, it's a it's a district of Mexican restaurants. And, um, but I, I was just calling because I was... Um, have you seen Mad Max Fury Road yet? I can't wait. I'm going to see it oh. this week. Okay. Well, I, I have a question. If a, if a Mad Max post-apocalyptic world was real, mm-hmm. do you think AP Mike would be a warlord in that world? Yeah, of course he would. He would, he would rise to power. It would be pretty amazing, his rise to, he would be running a group of, uh, He'd be controlling, because what are they? Are they, they they cared about like gasoline? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. No, he'd have a giant thing, he'd have a giant thing of Coors Light. Like a giant, <laughs> like, I've heard there's Coors Light over there. They got Coors Light down there. You know, you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. And yeah. they'd be coming for AP Mike. He'd run some like village 
where he's just got a giant tank of Coors Light with Sam Elliott strapped to it. Um, do, well, would, would AP Mike have his own followers also? Yeah, of course he would. He already has followers now. You don't think okay. then he would, if, we, if it was the apocalypse? He's got to be running things. All right. He'd have me I, doing, I, he'd have me, uh, I'd be under his thumb, tap dancing for his, and boy, that'd be a different experience. That'd be a one-way street when he's in charge. Oh boy. I'd be like the tic-tac-toe chicken, man. I'd be look. I'd be looking up at the tic tac toe chicken. Boy, someday, someday I'll be where you're at, tic tac toe chicken. What if he'll be Michael? He'll be rebuild a Strozik the thing in Strozik. What What if you like consulted a tic tac toe chicken to make important decisions? No, that's just ridiculous. He's a, Mike's a, a fully grown adult. He can make his own decisions. He's not going to let a chicken tell him what to do. Well, I could also see his followers, like you know, chanting "Chiku" over and over again. Oh yeah, no, that would that would happen. That'd be like some sort of weird uh, wicker man thing. Chiku, 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 Chiku. People with their faces painted. Spooky stuff, man. Spooky stuff. And the desert. See that dude what? rising out of the masses of human depravity? Top of the pyramid. That'd be a scary sight. Chiku. 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 That'll be the last sound I hear if there's an apocalypse. Is the crowd, all these listeners turning their back on me, siding with him? Be me and uh, uh, I'll be trying to pal up with that dude I just hung up on, Dave or whatever his name was. Thanks for the call, buddy. Best show you're on the air. Uh, hi, this is Henry from Berkeley, California. Henry from Berkeley, California. What's going on tonight, Henry? Uh, well, I've called in a couple times before to uh, ask geeky comic book questions to you and I wondered if I could do that again I will do the best that I can to answer them I'm not a comic book expert oh well that's okay well I was just wondering did you see that um, Archie Comics is like ending this week and getting a big reboot and all this all this stuff okay <laughs> like that Archie has just been the same kid for a while and now they're just like rebooting him and and making him, like, cool and hip and a lot deeper with, like, personal problems and stuff. Yeah, but don't, isn't that, like, is that all of the Archies or just one line of Archie is going to be that? Well, you know, they did, like, that alternate universe thing. I was aware of all those stories of, like, they killed Archie. Like, Archie got shot taking a bullet for his best gay friend. But now they're just completely... Stopping Archie, like they're stopping Archie at six hundred and sixty-six, and just a line-wide reboot at number one. Hey, who's running the Archie franchise? Who took, um, who took control of that? It's actually a family-owned company. Yeah, who's who's yeah. running that now? Uh, Lars von Trier. <laughs> uh, well, the I know one of the people that owned it. She got in this big um, sexual harassment lawsuit. Allegedly. I don't know what you're doing. Alleg- like, I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't know. I just don't want you thrown around. 
I don't know enough about it. Well, I, neither do I. But but anyway, yeah, they've just Archie. You know, they they were the pretty much the same magazine for like sixty years, and then they got all this press from doing a progressive, all these progressive stories, and now they're just going whole hog and just resetting everything. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Did you ever read Archie comics as a kid? No. Never. Nope. Uh, well, why would okay. I? Why would I? You know, I had access to superhero comics. You know, when you read an Archie comic when you're stuck at your grandparents. You're like, there's some comic. First of all, you're like, where did, where did my grandparents get some weird comic books? Who was reading these? Like, there's no other grandkids. It's not like some other. Like, who's were these? But they're there. <laughs> Like what did they did they grab them at the the barber shop? They grabbed, brought them home. I mean, they could have been from 1953, and like they, you wouldn't be able. They, to they were different. so boring, too. Archie, what the milkshake machine broke, and he's he's worried he's not going to get a vanilla milkshake tonight. You know what I mean? And then he had two dates at the same time, and and Jughead would just say, "Like, ah, who needs women?" Yeah, big problem. Two two dates at the same time. Guy, they draw these Archie comics. They, uh, they what? Betty and Veronica are the two uh, ladies in those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this uh, this creep Archie's the d- 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 double timing people. Mm. Well, that one of the well, what I thought was cool is that the Jughead books being written by. Um, so you're super Archie. into this. You're super into this. Well, I'm getting more into it now. I <laughs> well, that makes sense. I like I'm as sorry? you get older. Of course, you'd get into Archie as you get older. How old <laughs> no. are you, young man? Young man, uh, approximately uh, thirty-two. Thirty-two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you ever? Would you look at this as a an exciting new interest, or B a cry for help? Uh, I guess it's a cry for help that I've read. I've read every superhero comic I can, so I I need to read Archie as well to, mm-hmm. to fit in. So you've read all the comic books? Uh, not all the comic books, but I, I have gotten to the point where if my friends say like, "Oh, what you know," they try to suggest something to me, I just say, "Yeah, I read that. I read that." But you know what I would do if if I if I got to that point with comic books? You know what I would try? Mm-hmm. Books. Uh, those are hard. You want to know what? They're not that hard. You can build those muscles back up. You read a read a book. Read an actual I, book without without uh, pictures. I read Cavalier and Clay. Yeah, a, a book about comic books. It, it was a good entryway. No, it was a good book. You can do better, though. I know you can do better. You're a smart guy. Oh yeah, I. What's the last book? Books. What's the last? What's the last fiction book you've read? Ooh, fiction boy. Uh, Cavalier and Clay was it Cavalier? No, no, and no, 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 sir. Oh, the um, the, uh, brief and wondrous life of Oscar Wilde, mm-hmm. uh, which is also about comic pretty books. much comic books. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. You sure like your comic books, don't you? <laughs> I like how they sing. Look, I love a comic book too. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. But I would say to you, diversify. 
That's how the dinosaur di- dinosaurs died, man. They didn't diversify. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you do know what that I mean, means? Because I don't know what that means. Please explain it to me. Well, they only ate plants or only ate meats. And okay, that's should have had Mixed it up. But what are they going to mix it up? What, what, what are they going to do? Uh, 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 either ate plants or meat. What, are they supposed to get a walk? Well, they should have been omnivores. Are you going to see Jurassic World? Uh, I, I have a bad habit of hate watching films, mm-hmm. so I might I might go see it. But it looks so stupid. What's the last great movie you've seen? Okay. Uh, I really... Honestly, I have seen great movies that... <laughs> Brain is not working. Oh, okay. Um, it was uh, Drunken Angel, the Kurosawa film. Okay, that's a good movie. I've seen. I've, I I know. I need to. I need to stop looking at child. I think I just don't like to challenge myself that much. I don't know. Hey, look, it's fair. You, everybody hits their 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 stretches where they level off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And somebody yeah. just said, somebody just said on the uh, chat over at friendsoftom.com, they're just wondering where a guy who is getting deeper into Archie is going to put down a dinosaur movie. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, I mean, you know, after three, when they, like, they had a conversation with the, the Velociraptors. Like, uh, after that, how, how much lower can you go, really? All right, you have a great night, buddy. I appreciate the call. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Two zero one three three two three four eight four. Best show. You're on the air. Hey, Tom. It's Sarah. Sarah from. I don't know Nashville, Brooklyn. I don't know where I live right now, but okay. one of one of the two. That's Whichever fair. works for you. That's fair. Have <laughs> we met before, Sarah? Yeah, we met. We hung out last week. I met you in Brooklyn. Little Killers played on Terry's show. Oh, I know this, Sarah. Of course. You remember? Yeah. Yes. You remember. One of the. Good memory. You are the proprietor of an establishment called Dukes. Correct. In, yeah, Joseph's, uh, Joseph said he prefers Saloon Keeper, but you, uh, you say whatever you want. We're rolling in, with Saloon Keeper. It's in Nashville. <laughs> it's this awesome place you have called Thank Dukes. Thank you. And like, so it's much. like a cool bar that's not like a. Uh, a, a, like a cowboy uh, uh, Nashville <laughs> bar, right? Well, you know, it's in Nashville, but it's like, you know. But it's got it's a cool rock. Guy bar, but it's not a cool guy bar. Yeah, but you you know? got, it's like a rock, rock stuff. Yeah, not... rock stuff. We just got a really cool guitar, too. Our friend made us a, uh, a Lucite Explorer and put the logo on it, just showed up with it last night. It's so cool. We hung it up over the DJ booth. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. That's so cool. So, yeah, you were in one of my favorite bands ever, The Little Killers. Oh, come on. You're just no, saying that. <laughs> I'm not just saying that. I'm teasing. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You played bass. I played bass. Heavy bass duty. Pointers. Yeah, the heavy stuff. Yeah, and then uh, now you run this bar with uh, Joey from the... Uh, Joey. From Joey, the J- Plunkett. The Joey, Joey Plunkett. from the JP5. Yep. And he was one of the men in Gentleman Jesse and the men, uh, 
And he's also, uh, I guess what he's best known for is playing on the song Hey AP Mike by Gary the Squirrel. Gary, we've got to get like a platinum record of that. Yes. Very excited. That's at the top of his resume, believe me. <laughs> his, him backing up Gary and the he was a member of Gary and the Heartthrobs. Yeah, I just put a picture of that on our Instagram today. <laughs> that show pregame party with Joseph and Gary. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, we had a great time hanging out with Gary down here in Nashville. Gary was a good times. Yeah. He's coming. Yeah, Gary's going to That was my first time meeting him. He's going to be uh tearing it up on the West Coast maybe. I heard about that. We'll Very exciting. We'll see. So what's yeah. what's going on in Nashville tonight? I got a little bit of a cold, so I'm kind of stuck in the house. And me and Joseph were listening to the show, and he had to go back to the bar. So he, I was just like, I'm bored. He goes, call Tom. I said, I don't want, Tom doesn't want to talk to me. He's like, just call Tom. Call somebody. <laughs> so I called you. Of course but, uh, I want to talk to you. <laughs> so, yeah. He's down there. We got Jeff the Brotherhood DJing. They're going on tour tomorrow. They're stealing one of our bartenders for three weeks. But they're they're having a good time down there. So I'm stuck at home with cabin fever. So I'm calling you. Nashville's coming back. Well, I don't know if it's coming, but it's coming. It's going somewhere. I don't know something, if it was there happened. and then didn't. It, <laughs> and it went the wrong way. But it's definitely like it's really awesome down there now. Yeah, it took me a while to get used to it, you know, just like driving everywhere and all that kind of stuff, but uh, figuring it out, you know, taking some Ubers, when you moved, around. Yeah. When you moved down, were you just like, oh, no, what is this place going to be? Well, I was visiting. I would say it's like when you put a goldfish in the plastic bag and the thing, you know, it takes a while, and then you can take out a plastic bag. It was kind of like that. I was just coming down to visit Joseph, and, like, the first time I came down, I met, like, Jim and Coco and all those guys, and... Jeff and uh, just hanging out at the record store and I had like a really great time and I came back to visit a whole bunch and I thought I was tricking Joseph into moving back to Brooklyn. I didn't know he was tricking me into moving down here, but uh, gotcha. here was, I am. It so. was the, yeah, and now here you are, own, yeah, I, owner I like of it. a I'm bar a, now. Not only are yeah, you there, <laughs> yeah, you're an innkeeper. You turn around, yeah. you thought you were going to get your gentleman caller, Joey, to come back to Brooklyn with you. Then you turn yeah, around, no suddenly, you're you're behind the counter at this bar. You got oh, I don't go behind the counter. They don't let me behind there. I sit down. <laughs> I okay. sit down in the DJ booth and so you work. The, you work the floor. <laughs> yeah, I hide in the corner more more likely. More likely. Now on, but, uh, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. now you it's are on. The, Everyone's having a great time. You're on Instagram. Yes, the bar well, is. Yes, I am. Right. Yeah, the bar is, and uh, yeah. And I've got a personal Instagram. I've got two Instagrams. I don't mean to sound too fancy. But well, it's I very impressive. I don't know how on earth you <laughs> could have gotten that second one. You clearly know. know someone over at Instagram. Yeah, exactly. What I are, straight to the top on that. What are the addresses the, 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 that you can give for people to follow you guys? Oh, gosh. Um, I think mine is uh, – nobody wants to follow me on Instagram. The, the bar one is it's Duke's Nashville. Super easy. Okay. And yours will remain a mystery. Well, Sarah Pants 99, but who, you know, whatever. Don't <laughs> That's worry. Mine. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a picture of that guitar on there, actually. You should check it out later when you're done. I am going to check show. it out. I can't yeah, wait to it see really it. looks really cool. A Lucite yeah. This guitar. guy, uh, our buddy Dave, Dave, uh, Dave Johnson. I have him on my phone as Dave the Bass Fixer, but I've now learned his last name. So upgraded our friendship. <laughs> All right. This is great. I'm ending the show right now, Sarah. No. It's midnight. Cool. Down there, it's only right. 11. It's, I know. It's but here, weird. it's midnight. Time zone. <laughs> What's that, Mike? 
Okay, Mike is telling me to take another. There's a line here. I'm okay, going to say no, good night. Go, go, go. I'll talk all day. I don't. I don't need to. But you no, have a good of course. Time. You call anytime you want. Sarah. It's so <laughs> okay. great hearing from you. You take care. Yeah, you too. All, all right, right. bye bye. Okay, Mike's saying take line three. Line three. Yes. Welcome. Hey. Hi, Tom. It's Hi. Studio. Oh, why would you? It's Dudio, everyone, aka Jason, <laughs> the name that you were given, uh, yeah. not the one you chose for yourself, nope. Dudio. Yeah. No, it's not Charlie Morgan. People in the chat, you missed all the excitement tonight, Jason. I did. Harry Morgan's son called in. Good lord. The son of Harry Morgan, the the guy, and he was in. Inherent Vice, and you got to hear the voice on this guy, man. He is, <laughs> you know, sometimes when there's a call, it's like, oh, this sounds like a put-on. There is no way this was a put-on. He sounds like Harry Morgan's son. Really? Yes. So what? what's going on, Dudio? I just saw Entourage. Oh, I don't want to know anything about it. I'm going to go see it. Don't you spoil anything for me. I'm not, I'm not spoiling a thing. All I'm saying is take any film that you've seen this year so far. Yeah, yeah. Throw it out the window. Okay. This is, this is film of the year. Oh, I love it. I, that's what I wanted to hear. That's the only thing I wanted to hear. Yep. Is it a party in the theater? It is. It was 100% a party. How crowded was it? it the, the theater was packed. No. PM, no, the theater was packed. We were shocked. And how many people were in the theater? Mm-hmm. And were the police outside, like uh, okay. running, like cross-checking uh, people's faces with, like, uh, <laughs> with like uh, prior convictions that they had? Yeah, full SWAT. Uh, you're you're good. Yeah, you're clear. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we got you on a hate speech uh, thing. Get in the paddy wagon. <laughs> yeah, they just start arresting people. For just yeah. hate speech. They're just like, we're just, just looking for people who are convicted of hate speech. And we're <laughs> going to bring them in tonight. Wait, you, you're scanning to see everyone from every every all the crimes that people can, can commit? No, we're yeah. just doing hate speech. Trust me. The jails are going to be <laughs> overflowing from the Entourage movie if we're just booking... Uh, hate speech offense, hate speech, people who skipped out on their hate speech conviction. Yeah. They were all caught tonight. So you loved it? I loved it. When yeah. I, it was like taking four of the best Entourage episodes oh. that you can remember and just cramming them together, and that's oh. the film. I gotta see this thing now. And the cameos were I don't wanna hear, I don't wanna hear! Don't ruin it. I'm not. I'm not saying a single one. I'm not telling you any of them. Mike already were, ruined I, part of it. Mike told me that that uh, that Johnny Drama's in it. Yes. Yeah, drama is a, a very integral part of the film. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. But there are those cameos where you're like, "What? Really? You're okay. in this?" The only thing I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Is. Is there a cameo by Sal from Impractical Jokers? <laughs> not, no. Not that, I could, not that I could see. Okay. Second question, final one. Okay. Is Charlie Morgan, son of Harry Morgan, in this movie? 
Yes, he's in it. He is. Oh, yep. all right. That's close enough with spoilers. I already, I already was playing with fire on that. I already had, uh, I had to tell Daniel uh, Ralston. He would call me on instant message. He's like, I saw Entourage. I'm like, I don't want to hear anything about it. I don't want it ruined. Now you're rubbing it in my face. You saw it. I can be the last one to see this thing. Oh, you got to see it tomorrow, Tom. I think I might. You really have to. All right, studio. You have a grand evening. And you too. Can I say I a happy birthday to uh, your better half? I will tell her that right now. Please. Happy birthday, Kristen. Happy birthday, Kristen. Okay. <laughs> you have a good night. You too, Tom. Right. Take care. Final call. Final call of the night. Best show. You're on the air. You too, Tom. Take care. Hey, Tom. This is Adam from Tampa. Adam from Tampa. Yes, sir. How are you this evening? I'm good. What's up in Tampa tonight? Oh, you know, just uh, Tampa things. Just uh, thinking about Ringo Starr. Wait, hold on. Tampa things? Tampa things, you know. What's a Gulf Tampa Coast thing? Stuff. Oh, people want to know. Dude, why isn't Dudio in the studio? Oh, apparently you do the, the greater than, less than thing. His would say entourage is greater than best show. And you know what I would say for mine? Same thing. Entourage, I would skip out on this show in a, a millisecond to see the Entourage movie if I had a chance. I'll, I'll bear that in mind. So what's going? What are you? What? To, to give me the lowdown. You, you're, you're cagey. You're scaring me a little bit. I gotta say. Oh, nothing. What's your name again? Adam. From Adam. Tampa. We've we've talked before. Okay. I've I've since changed my name. I gotta say, I'm picking up a vibe from you. Oh no, no vibe. I just know that you had some uh, issues. No, 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 with no. There's Star a vibe. Being... There's a vibe. There's a vibe. What's your, what's your, what's the, what's the, what, be honest with me. What's the, what's the Achilles heel for you, Adam? You can tell me. What is it? You know what vibe I'm picking up on you? What's that? Peeper vibe. You definitely <laughs> got that. I'm picking up a strong peeper vibe. Be honest. No, sir. Be Not honest. Peeper. What do you got? You got a step ladder? What do you got? You got a what in no. your trunk? Be honest. Be totally honest. In your trunk, do you have uh, like fake, fake like service uniforms? Like you could become a security guard or a doctor or like? Can you just like turn into? Do you just do? Do you have like that? Is it like? Is it like? Uh, uh, catch me if you can out of your trunk. I mean, you know, I, I sure I got some. Frank Abigail tendencies, but, but, but I'm not a peeper. Look, I'm never wrong with this. My peep dar is strong. You're a full on, I can feel it. Staring in a window. Yeah. Look, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just here to talk about common ground. Cause I know we agree on, on one very, uh, very embarrassing thing that uh, that happened recently. What's that? 
Ringo Starr being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Have you watched the induction ceremony? No, I, I, I didn't. I, I was uh, I was out the night it was on. I was at Wawa. I was on a. I spent the last three days on a terrible eating tear. Tear like, like I was doing so well, and then I just hit a thing for like three days. I was just like, "Yep, let's just." I'm feeling it. I'm just gonna eat the garbage that I want to eat, and I'm stopping. I already stopped it. But I indulged it for three days, and I nipped it in the bud. Wawa parking lot, right? I mean, Sonic. You know. I went to Sonic the other day. Got a Sunday. It was disgusting. Of almost, course it was. Almost threw up as I ate the entire thing. Sundays are just better when you make them yourself. No, they're not. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. A Sunday's good anyway. Dumbest thing way. you've ever heard? A Sunday, yeah, it is, literally is. It literally is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, look, I'm not going to step on your toes like old dude a couple calls ago. But I, I disagree. Okay, you know what? That's why uh, God made horse races, because we all can disagree. So oh, what, uh, what can I do for you, buddy? Well, the, the Ringo thing. Um, at the end of the show, he kind of took it upon himself to be the uh, ambassador of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, sang Boys, which he sounded good on, you know, 50 years ago. What songs? Uh, let me guess what songs he came up. So he did Boys, you're saying. Yeah. I've been told that a boy kiss a girl. One of the worst songs ever. Then what did he do next? Oh, mama. Oh, mama. Can you boogie? Can you fly? Did he do that? You know, I dipped out in the middle. It was either that or photograph, but I stopped paying attention because he doesn't. <laughs> What did he do? You know. Then she broke out some marijuana, uh-huh. She said it was the finest in the land. Did he do that one? And I say no, 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 no. no. What if he did all these songs and then at the end of it, someone from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame came up and then, like, revoked his award? Like, <laughs> you're out. Mind. Shortest Never run. Mind, shortest run in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ever. I mean, I, I was half expecting that to happen. To tell you the truth. I'm I mean, telling you he, this, man. Hey, listen. I'm telling you this. If he makes it, if Ringo makes it in the Hall of Fame, there is no way Weird Al does not make it in. I'm serious. Weird Al has to make it in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if Ringo Starr did. Weird Al does song song parodies and, and novelty-type songs throughout his career. He's had a 35-year career. He's lapped Ringo three times over. Every every novelty act lapped Ringo. He was. I mean, well, is he a true. better drummer? Man, you are just saying things. For? You're just saying things that aren't. Buckner and Gar- Ringo lapped Buckner and Garcia. Right. Sure. Napoleon the Fourteenth, whatever that record was. Remember that thing? Oh, they're coming to take me away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, Ringo yeah, beat point. that. I mean, is he a better drummer than he gets credit for? No, sure. He did no. He did the job. What is he supposed? We're supposed to give him a pass because he wasn't a bad drummer. No, I, I I agree that he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I think he was a good component to the Beatles. I mean, 
We've talked about this before. I'm a Kinks guy over the Beatles. The Beatles would have gotten no by with it. I'm telling you this. The Beatles would have gotten by with a half-decent drum machine. They would have been just fine. Right? If they had uh, the, the drum machine from Big Black, they would have been fine. Was it Roland? What was the drum machine's name in Big Black? Come on. Tell me. Refresh my memory. You, you stumped me. If he would have had that, if they would have had that drum machine from Big Black, the Beatles would have been just fine. They might as well have had drum machines on uh, the White Album. What's that mean? You're just, just saying the... stuff tonight. Look, God love you, know you my friend. God love you. You're right. It's God love you. You've just said what? It's what? It's. It, I had a weekend. You had a weekend. Not a good one. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Wednesday now. You can't hide behind the past weekend. You're absolutely Splash right. I'll cold, come better prepared. Splash some cold water on your face, son. You're is a is a five star flame out of a call. You you are uh, you're like a used car salesman on this call. You'll just say anything. Right? You gotta stop. You gotta stop with the peeping, my friend. It's going to your head. Going your head, uh, you know, the the, the peeping, not a part of my activities, but mm-hmm. you can admit it is though. Come on, be honest. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let this one down. Look, I'm, 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 I'm just, you know I'm just teasing you. You know that. Oh, right? absolutely. That's why I called. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think you're a cool dude. Look, I took a gamble. Last just call tonight gets the peeper vibe. I'm just, busting your, I'm just busting your chops. You know that. I don't want you to go crying into the night, the Tampa no. Eve, right? I don't want you. No tears here. I don't want you driving the streets of Tampa, with your eyes all watery, because <laughs> the guy on the radio uh, te- teased you. You know I'm on Look. your side, right? You're on my team. I'm not going to go driving around listening to air supply. I have priorities. Good. Well, you have a great night, buddy. You too. All right. A lot of strident calls on that last call of the night. A lot of strident calls. Last week was that mattress dude. And can I just say, that was all-time worst call I've ever spoken that mattress guy, I still can't shake that. That guy. That guy would be, if they were doing funny games, that movie Funny Games, they'd be like, eh, this guy's a little too amoral for funny games. All right, my friends. The best show has now ended. You may go in peace. Remember, tickets to see Sharpling and Worcester go on sale this Friday. This Friday. We're playing four shows. Where are the shows? Well, August 27th, Seattle, Washington at Numos. August 29th. Portland, Oregon, Doug Fur. September 3rd, San Francisco, the Great American Music Hall. And September 5th, Los Angeles, the El Rey Theater. 
You got to get your tickets. I want to see all your smiling faces out there. And these shows go on sale this Friday. I will be putting links up on Twitter. And my friends, thank you so much. And thank you to Yola Tengo for coming down. Georgia, Ira, James, so appreciated. Their new album comes out in uh, August. And we will be back next week. As we leave, we're going to play something from the Sweeves. S-U-E-V-E-S. Swaves? Why can't I say this band's name? Wah. It's great, though. It's a single on Hozak. New single on Hozak. So good. We're going to check it out. A song called Liquid Hounds right now. Best show. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. (laughs) 